Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL prime time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're yeah. just talking Tom yeah. Foolery. Yeah. Okay, Tom Foolery in the first 30 minutes. I'll give you that. Next 30 minutes, magic. Magical. It won't end, and you don't want it to end. Unbelievable Saturday night into Sunday morning. Waffle House, yeah, Trev loves you and everybody else out there in Duval. Did you... Stop believing, or did you always believe? Welcome into XL Primetime. We're going to ask you for you know, to describe on our pop-off line that lowest moment that you had, what was running through your head, and then that elation that you had when you started to believe again. Anything that you can do to paint a picture for what happened Saturday night with you and your fandom in Jacksonville coming back from 27 down. We want to, we want to hear it. From you, you can hit the pop-off line, 904-207-7071. I look around the room. Big search. you were part of the fifth quarter Saturday night after the game. Yeah. You've been in these games. You know what that run was like in 1996, and this one is feeling a hell of a lot like that. <clears throat> what was going through your uh, football brain? <clears throat> well, I've, n- I've never been in a game like this, ever, where you've been down by th- these many points. And to turn it around in the second half and come back and win, with with, with nothing to happen because you can, the Jaguars were I mean the, the 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 Chargers were plus five in turnovers, absolutely plus five in turnovers. So if, when you watch games like this, and you look in the second half, you always are able to point at where the game changed. Okay, the Chargers may have done this wrong, this turnover here, this is it was none of that. It was just a matter. Of, it was a matter of the Jaguars uh, making the halftime adjustments. Uh, getting their getting their offense back in gear and defense making stops. I mean, there was nothing that really. That's take- a lot of work. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of work to do in the second half. That's a lot of work to do they in the second half. They flashed that uh, stat. I went back and rewatched the game. They flashed the stat. It was something in the neighborhood of not point nine six eight the win percentage with yeah, five turnovers. Right. Yeah, crazy. No, but I, I, I've Once never. Once the ball went off the helmet. Yeah, yeah, off yeah off the I, 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 let me tell you something. I, I believed, I, but I was on the cusp. I was on the cusp, bro. When the ball hit the helmet, that was your lowest that was point. That was I was on the cusp, bro. That was I was like, point. the football guys do not love us. They do not love us. But I couldn't give up because I was in the environment, right? Yeah. I was in the environment where I I like to be by myself, but I'm amongst people, mm-hmm. and I had some haters that were to my right, just hating on the Jaguars. They weren't even fans of the Chargers. They were just hating on the Jaguars. Right. And the big, I'm, I'm I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to be Godzilla. I'm trying yeah. not to just roar and just tear up the whole place I was at, and just selling out, selling out. And when we was losing, it's hard when you're losing. People on you hard. Right? Yeah. But when we start coming back in that second yeah. half and turning the tide, yeah. oh, man, there was, it, was, it was a beautiful there thing. There were so many big plays in that game, so many moments where you're like, hey, so first off, I want to say, I really knew it was different because I've been saying all along, there's something right about this team. And our text line, our text 
chat group that we have, um, you know, we're, we're, go, we're active during the games. Mm-hmm. Not one time did one of us say, this thing's over. Not once. Mm-hmm. Not but, one time. But, but Even I, after the ball hit the helmet. I, I know, bro, but I picked up my phone many a time. Though. <laughs> I was, I, I was going to text it, but I didn't. There were so <laughs> many moments in that game where it could have gone south, mm-hmm. and it didn't. Um, JJ and I were talking before the show. The the jet sweep the Chargers ran. They're up 27 nothing. It's third and one. And the guy on the jet sweep didn't know he was getting it, was trying to get out of the way of the handoff, and he gets the handoff. He makes that first down. They don't get a touchdown the first half. Yeah. That touchdown mm-hmm. at the end of the second quarter crucial, was crucial. gigantic. But all along the way, there were really smart plays. The, the audible from Trevor to Zay Jones, an, an unbelievable check. I mean, it's just on and on and on and on. You got guys playing, making plays. Roy Robinson Harris had four tackles for losses. Yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a guy who that's, was a nondescript yes, free agent a I mean, season so ago. You, you are now getting guys, and we talked about this last week, Leon, and I want to ask you about it again. When you're at this level where everything feels right, guys start playing to their ceiling, don't they? Guys actually – Oh, they overachieve. Yeah, yeah. Because they overachieve because a lot of these players that are playing, like you said, Roy Robinson-Harris, I mean, I don't know how many, how many opportunities he had to be on this grand stage in the playoffs. And as you get older in, in this game, you realize that the playoffs are far and, and far and gone. Yeah. So when you get these kind of opportunities, you got to make the most of them. And that's why you're seeing guys like him just play – you know, lights out. Lights at out. At the biggest moment. Uh, on the field, afterwards, and in the locker room, uh, the energy was just unbelievable. Oh, it's it's gotten to a point where, like, uh, that's what I'm currently, why I'm typing away furiously mm-hmm. on the laptop right now. Um, why are people debating whether Darius Rucker, a.k.a. Hootie and the Blowfish, was dissing the Jags or not? Like, y'all, there's a lot more positive things to be yeah. talking about yeah. who, right who, now. Who cares? Like, who cares? You're in the AFC divisional round. Like, yeah. what are we doing? What is happening? Uh, but, yeah, no, obviously the energy was very palpable. And it was a discussion topic all last week, whether or not it felt like after that de facto AFC South championship game one week ago, if this team felt like they had arrived, if they felt like that was their Super Bowl. And I will tell you this, I had plenty of colleagues on press row texting me in the first half saying, I tried to tell you that was the vibe I got. That right. was the vibe. To which I said, I never got that vibe once last week. If anything, every single player I asked last week, has it felt like you won the division and you're in your if you're in the playoffs? They said no, we're tunnel vision. It's just the next game. Yeah, and and, and that's I, what and that's what I honestly felt like Saturday night, and I can attest. I'm sure that's what tomorrow tomorrow will feel like as well. I I feel like it is so funny. It's so cliche to say it, but if you think about the fabric of the two leaders, who are the two leaders? Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. The fabric of those two individuals is about as steady and maybe even as boring as it gets just in terms of, you know, there's not a lot of flash that comes along with either one of them. And, and Trevor was as not – he was he was just calm with the mistakes and calm with, with the makes. And that's, that's, that's rare to be able to have that moment and not make one of them too big, meaning throw in the, 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 the four picks, Leon – and not make the you know the next handful of moments. He just wanted to get back in this game. Like Maddie said, that score before the half. And then coming out in the defense, stopping them in the second half, giving the ball back, and they started at the 11-yard line and went right down the field. Well, you got to understand what he did. It's very difficult for a player that his first time in the playoffs. When you start off the game, you throw four picks. Your ability to believe in yourself and still have confidence in yourself to keep slinging it, that's why that relationship between him and – and Doug is, has to be – it's apparent mm-hmm. because Doug is still calling pass plays. Yeah. Now, he's staying within the offense. He's still running the ball, whatever. But he's still he's still 
putting Trevor in position where he's got to throw dimes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these plays that he's throwing, not, not guys aren't all wide open. So he's still got to have that. He's got to instill that trust in Trevor, even though he's throwing four picks, that he's going to settle down and he's going to get things done. And even listen, even in, in, in the huddle, Trevor has has got to be believable in the huddle because yeah. you can't tell me what I didn't see. I just saw you throw four picks. Right. Why should I believe you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you this from a player's perspective. Yeah. I mean, you see your quarterback throw four picks. Defensively, I, no one's going to admit this on air right now, but the defense is – I'm sure the defense is on the sideline like, not today, Trevor. Right, right. Not, what? not, not, not today, yeah. bro. Not at the biggest <sighs> stage, whatever. But – But after that first score, then what? It didn't after that first score. You know what the defense is going over there? All right, bro. We're going to get you another one, mm-hmm. all right? Get you another one. See, that belief, that coming together, that camaraderie, I'm, I'm just saying, it, this team is just, some, it, it's just something different about them. They really, truly believe that given the opportunity, no matter where they are in the game, they can come back and win. He, that was not an easy throw either, <clears throat> that first score. That yeah. was a combo route. Like, uh, Ingram ran a combo route yeah. that was like a second level within like a – how many yards? Ten yards? Yeah. We're and talking. he had to drop that thing perfectly. What does coach always say? Everything compresses yardage-wise. Yeah. Okay, that was that a end zone. difficult, difficult throw is what yeah. that was. That end zone, back Maybe line, the hardest of the, of the game for him. Yeah, that back line's a 12th defender. Yeah. And, and you have got to be absolutely 100% precise. And you had coverage left and right of Ingram and in front of him, and he <laughs> makes and he makes the play. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. When I'm watching the game, we're down 27 to nothing. I'm saying to myself, the Chargers are playing – what they're doing is – they are playing everything short to intermediate. So all the little crossing mm-hmm. route, all the little fast stuff they're doing, they're jumping on it. And I was just saying to myself, man, if we just had somebody that could stretch the field, they couldn't sit on half the stuff that we're throwing to them. Yep. I, I was just saying that the whole time. I said, we need somebody that can stretch the field because all these all these DBs, they're jumping these routes. They're jumping these routes. They figured it out from the last time we played them, right. what they were going to do because they figured that we didn't have anybody that could stretch the field. They had to roll coverage over to, so they were going to jump these – these short intermediate passes, and and that's why I, that's why Asante Samuel had three picks on him because he was jumping all those routes. Well, they also were, they also and when Trevor had Trevor had a couple of bad throws as well. He did, yeah, he but did. they also were letting them be very aggressive. Oh, very oh, physical. But see, here's the thing. But here's the thing. You, it's the playoffs, the first, man. The first couple of calls, you can kind of dictate how the refs are going to go. They're going to let you be a little bit physical. Could have easily had a personal foul roughing the passer. And then could have easily had illegal contact uh, mm-hmm. with, with the basically Asante Samuel uh, blocked Zay Jones and then made the interception and they didn't call those and yet that is correct that's when you need to figure out okay this is how the game's going to go and you've got to be physical and you got to match them well that's what was most impressive was that not only did this Jaguars team rally from a twenty seven point deficit not only did they overcome a Chargers team that listen we got to give Justin Herbert his flowers mm-hmm. oh, he yeah. is a good player <laughs> he was simply executing the game plan that Lombardi and Stanley trotted out there for him they've got good playmakers but three points three in points the in the second, second half, half that, that's prevent defense game. but that's the other thing too uh, is the, that the, is the, the fact the Acoy, that Mike Caldwell, the assistant coach of the year, the Acoy stood up and in the second half and got him. Going. I want to get to the Acoy. back to that already. <laughs> I, I want to get to the Acoy here in a second yeah, because yeah. I have some thoughts after rewatching the game yesterday on him uh-huh. in particular and some notes from the locker room. But the fact that the Jags came back from that twenty-seven point deficit and they overcame and adjusted to the type of game that the referees mm-hmm. were officiating, and I understand you got to play the game to the whistle. You don't question the officiating, but the officiating, Leon, I think was safe mm-hmm. to say it looked different than it had the previous 17 games. And so you tell us, yeah. like, what do you do well, in that situation where you go, okay, we're not getting the calls, what do we do now? Well, I mean, you, you don't you don't moan and groan. I, I, trust me, I, I was I – was, 
I saw how they were officiating, especially in the pass protect, and then the, the way they were running the routes. They were letting gra- guys grab and tussle a little bit. And I saw our guys, you know, throwing up their hands. And I said, listen, this is playoff ball. Quit mm-hmm. complaining and get open. I said, if you get open, you, he can't grab you. And touch. So right. I was getting frustrated because the game does change a little bit, even the officiating changes when the playoffs are here because it, it's different. It's just different. Now, the refereeing in the game was terrible. It was awful. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was every game. It, it was every game terrible. Was it w- it really was. Yeah. I'm not even talking about the grabbing and the pulling a little bit. I'm talking about clear cut pass interferences. Hey, I got I got another bad call for you on the fourth and one. Evan Ingram was holding, and it was bad too. Oh, you talking, talking about talking about on the, uh, which one? He hooked that. It, it was close. It really man. was close. It was. It was. You could yeah. You could look. You could find even after the it roughing was, the passer that wasn't called uh, on. Justin or by uh, Bosa on uh, Trevor, Josh Allen hit the helmet of Justin Herbert. They didn't throw a flag there either. So you can find some of those other ones, but well, it just those very obvious ones. That's when you're shaking your head. A little well, the, bit. the the one on what uh, for the Kasi on on Herbert was oh, that Trayvon Trayvon, Trayvon. Trayvon. Yeah. where he kind of like pushed one, them. He pushed them and, and he kind of he, he took an NBA flop. Messi yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, WWE yeah, 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 NBA. Yeah, yeah. That, that was. I appreciate the LA acting on that. <laughs> it was yeah, smart, it was. but it was. also. Don't push the guy either. Yeah, right. Didn't, yeah. He, didn't he learn from right. know, 10 weeks ago? And at that point, yeah. all that emotion is just running so high because yeah. you're trying to claw your way back in this game. You finally got to him. Uh, they didn't get to him very often, and, and that's you know the other part of it. Let's sure. go to your Acoy because mm-hmm. I asked him. We'll, we'll get into the locker room. We have tons of locker room sound over on our 1010XL YouTube channel, so you can head on over there. But I asked Roy Robertson-Harris – what changed? I asked Foye Aluakin what changed. Uh, those two def- at halftime, those two def- definitely kept it a little bit tighter to the vest. But I will tell you in my conversations with some of the other veteran Jaguars defensive players over the last few weeks, whether it's dialing up more blitzes, whether it's just saying we're going to just throw everything possibly at you, that is what you're seeing in the second half of games. And so it is curious that Mike Caldwell and the defense are not coming out like that, and they're just sitting and waiting, and then at halftime they just unleash the dogs. Well, because it, it, it is fat. Because if you go back and you watch the game, they are dialing up blitzes yeah. every well, other play. Someone is unblocked getting into the back. And field. I think it has everything to do with being down twenty or twenty points at that point. It has everything you've got to jailbreak and make something happen. Why do they call it jailbreak on your phone? Because <laughs> you're trying to make something happen, and so that's what they basically were doing. They were going to sell out and, and do some things differently. And it's funny. Uh, We'll find the soundbite from Mike McCoy. What am I saying? Mike McCoy. I'm thinking about him tomorrow. Uh, but from Brandon Staley, because I, I took McCoy all he the way back. He used to be the Chargers. Yeah, exactly. I took him all the way back to the Chargers just for a second. But anyway, Brandon Staley says at the half, coming out of the locker room, we haven't played our best football. It was almost a cocky remark from Brandon Staley that they were ready to, not only did they step on our throat, they were ready to you know ditch Duval and move on. And it was just crazy how – I think they took maybe a couple of things for granted. It's hard to play the next 30 minutes and get the same results. And they might have been just a little bit like, this is a wrap type of feeling. And that actually came from the head coach a little bit. Yeah, they were on cruise control. They were. Because if you – I mean, but but to be honest with you, 20 points in the NFL is not much, especially if you got another half. That's why it was so pivotal for us to get those seven points and keep them from scoring again. Because if if they score again a field goal, even 30 to nothing, that's huge to come back in the second half, thirty to nothing. Yeah. But if you twenty points, and you got to remember they had that we were down by twenty, and they had the ball, so we had to stop them 
from from getting any momentum, and then we had to get the ball and score. And then when you're 27 to 14, you're still in it. The only time I felt a little uncomfortable was when they were up 30 to 14. Because I'm saying to myself, at 27 to 14, I was like, okay, that's two touchdowns. We got the game. We got the game. But when they got that field goal, I was still impressed with the Jaguars. The yeah, they, 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 they still kept the momentum towards the game. It was about uh, a couple of minutes to go in the third quarter when they were down 16 points. Yeah. Okay, think about that. Uh, about 17 minutes to go in a game, they're still down 16 points, and then they make that play. They scored in, a, I think, maybe five plays, only took a couple of minutes off the clock as they were heading into the fourth quarter. Still down by double digits when you head into the fourth quarter. Didn't get the two-point conversion. And, and everything, just the momentum just swung in Jaguars' uh, in, 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 you know, Jaguars favor, and they just wouldn't stop coming at L.A., and they didn't have an answer for it. And that's the part I love. And, heck, we all talked about this. Would Brandon Staley uh, ultimately lose his job because of uh, putting Mike Williams uh, in harm's way in a meaningless game and he in- ends up not being available? Well, may not get fired for that, but certainly could have gotten fired for the effort that they had the second half Saturday night. I was kind of surprised there wasn't even any reporting of, well, he's having conversations with Telesco, like they're going to meet with owners. None of that. Yeah. I was, I was very surprised. We had Daniel Popper of The Athletic, who used to cover the Jaguars on the Wingstop kickoff show on Saturday, mm-hmm. and he said because of the price tag it would, it would cost to not only fire Brandon Staley but then hire Sean Payton. Yeah, he massive. did not foresee it happening, especially given the injuries that the Chargers suffered this year and what could have been. But at the same time, I was surprised they let him back on the plane. Correct. Yeah. Not gonna lie. You texted it to the group. I, I mean, thought it was gonna be a uh, Lane Kiffin, yeah. you know, stuck at the runway situation. Yeah. In the words of, uh, in the words of Jeremy <laughs> yeah. Foley, what what must be done eventually should be done immediately. Yeah. And it, so that's my question: Is Brandon Staley going to get the Los Angeles Chargers to a Super Bowl, or is Sean Payton? I I think I I feel like. He's now had two opportunities, one at the doorstep of the postseason and made a bonehead decision against Vegas last year. Now, take a look at where Vegas is, okay? This is how quickly things can change. Vegas was a playoff team last year. We all know what happened this year. They they completely came unraveled. But that doorstep decision and didn't get in the postseason and then get run out after a 27-point lead in this postseason, oh, he's on watch. There's no question about it. He's got the hottest of seats heading into his third year, which is crazy to say, but that's that's just the way it is. He's a 19-game winner as a head coach, but just lost one of his biggest games, one of his biggest leads. And that that's that's damning. They don't forget that, I, I would think, general managers and owners. There's only so many opportunities that you have. Uh, Doug Peterson, uh, we'll get to some of the sound. But his quote on Trevor, uh, he never flinches. You saw the emotion on the sneak. That's who he is. I love the fact that he's leading our football team. And, and you know when you've got that guy. And, and you can go back to the Brunel days, Leon, when you've got that guy that has that calm belief in himself and belief in everybody around him that they're going to get the job done. Well, that's the only way you're going to have success, especially at the quarterback position. you got to remember these guys are in the huddle. So when you get in the huddle with your quarterback, you got to believe that he can take you to the promised land. Yeah. All right. I mean, you talked you, you talk in reference to Mark Brunel, at Mark Brunel, the 1996 season. I always talk about this. We're up 23 to 20, four minutes left to go in the game. We got to keep the ball from Elway, but we got to go 80 yards. Got to go 80 yards. You get the ball back to Elway, game is over. All right. And he comes in the huddle, crowd noise and everything. He comes to the huddle. He said, he's, he's, he's looking around. He says, fellas, ain't this great? Let's go have some fun. Let's go win a football game. I mean, just the calming presence of him saying that everybody's nervous and stressed out. Yeah. Got to keep the ball. Got four minutes to go before we can win. And he, he goes down there and takes us, and, and we go up 30 to 20. I mean, that's the kind of guy I'm talking about. Trevor has those same attributes as far as the leader goes. 
Because when you're down 27 to nothing, and you're the reason why we're down yeah. 27 to nothing, <laughs> right. and you come back in the second half, you throw four picks in the first, you throw four touchdowns in the second half, come on now. I thought it was really cool um, when Marvin Jones said on the last drive, they're all in the huddle before the drive started, and they were all laughing. Like, mm-hmm. they knew they were going to win. Mm-hmm. They were laughing because they were like, holy cow, what's going to happen again? Yeah. They're yeah. going to do it again. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and even if, even if they, they needed a touchdown there, you know, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Like, if they missed that two-point conversion, mm-hmm. which, oh, by the way, another huge play. Right. If, if they missed that conversion, they still would have scored that touchdown. Mm-hmm. They would have gone right down the field and scored. It just, it, there, there's something about this team right now, man. It is. If you think about trailing in three ball games combined, over 60 points. 70. They, 70 six, in the, the last five games at home. Well, yeah. They've trailed by 70 and won all five of them. Okay, see, that's good, too, because I'm thinking of 60, 61 points in the three games that they came from 17 or more down. Right. Those are both great numbers when you think about 70. that. 70. Yeah. And so they came back each time and won. And so it, it, it's, it's awesome. All right, so uh, pop-off line, wide open for you. 904 207 70 71 how low were you? What did you experience fan-wise? How hard was it you to keep believing? And then that elation. Give us that part of it. What were you thinking? How crazy did you go? Do you still have a voice? You can hit the pop-off line, 904-207-7071. Don't forget, you can also hit the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Let us know some of your thoughts there. It's on to KC. It's unbelievable here in the city, and Duval is loving it. I had taken my older grandsons with me to the game, and at halftime they said, Lolly, let's leave. And I said, no, sir, we're not giving up on these cardiac cats. We've been here from the beginning. We're going to stick them through. 39-year-long Raiders fan now is a Jaguars fan because of Saturday night. Hey, it's Mark Carnival calling from California. How about them Jags? It's time to pop off. Call 207-7071 anytime and pop off. You knew we were going to get Mark Carnival in. We know you're listening out there in California. Don't worry, buddy. You're not alone. I see plenty of folks on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures from Indiana to Kansas City, where the Jaguars are headed, to New York. They're all sounding off. They're all proud of those cardiac cats. I I love it because Carney's a season ticket holder, and he and I talk because – He's heading out to La Quinta, California. He's he's not going to any uh, a bad place. He's going out to the Coachella Valley uh, with uh, PGA Must be Tour awful. Live. What was he in Hawaii too? Yeah, no, I don't believe he was in Hawaii. Okay. I was going to say Hawaii, California. Yeah. You're doing all right, Carney. Believe me, I have a few of my buddies from PGA Tour Entertainment. I've got the voodoo doll out on Swanee because he's been in Hawaii for the last two weeks. I'm like, you son of a gun. Or he's uh, got to bring us back like a nice Merlot or something. Yeah, it would like, be it, it would be nice. It yeah. would be nice, right. uh, but. Uh, so many of others, like if you were watching from anywhere else, let us know. Honestly, if you were in the stadium, if you were anywhere else, let us know. Six four one ten ten or hit the pop off. I was watching right here on <laughs> delay, and I was able to enjoy Frank Frangie's call. So I was on the timeline seeing people destroy Al Michaels and Tony Dungy, how crappy it was, and I was just like, well, I'm I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Frank, how, how, Frank, Tony, hey, and hey, Logs JJ. were great. Hey JJ, how good was that? 
Oh, how good was that? How good was Absolutely. that? 207 7071 is the number to leave us a message on the pop off line. And then, of course, you can hit the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Want to read this one from Derek in Plainfield, Indiana. Did anybody else feel like they couldn't express feelings after the game winning field goal? I was crying, smiling, and laughing at the same time. My girlfriend was so freaked out. <laughs> Beautiful. It's I will beautiful. tell you this: being in, the, okay? being okay? in the tunnel, I've like now because so actually, well, I'll walk you guys through this uh-huh. too because I know Coach Campo's listening and he'll love it. So, throughout the course of this crazy win streak and these crazy home wins, because if you've noticed during the course of this six-game win streak, mm-hmm. the Jaguars take care of business on the road, which is why I'm very optimistic for them mm-hmm. going to Kansas City. It's at home that all these wacky things keep happening, and I'm very concerned about Coach Campo's health and other people's health. Um, because of how crazy these finishes have been. So when they went and tied, when they brought it to a three-point game, when it was 30-27, five and a half minutes to play, mm-hmm. Coach Campo looks at me and I go, well, technically, because they made the announcement over the press box PA, if you're media and you want to go down to the tunnel and if you have field access, which I do, like, now you have to go. Mm-hmm. And I, like, looked at him and he was like, you got a 30-28, excuse me, because they had just made the two-point conversion. And so he looks at me and he goes, it's time to go, Mia. I said, are you going to be okay, coach? And he said, I'm going to be okay. And I said, all right. And mm. so that was the calmest he was the whole night. He was, he was very calm the whole night. But, like, it was the calmest in this six-game win streak I've ever seen him. Because, to your point, Matt, I think everybody was looking around and they went, <clears> okay. They're going to win. 30-28, five and a half minutes left. And everyone just said, yeah. They're going to uh, win this game. We're not worried. And hey. so that's why I went down to the tunnel. And to Derek from Indiana's point, um, I've now gotten to a point where, like, I kind of, like, I'm crouched in a corner watching, waiting for them to say, hey, with two minutes left, you can go on the field. Um, and I'm just kind of, like, sitting there, like, just meditating of sorts. And then even on the field, like, I can tell you this, like, with all the other, like, PR and media folks there, like, we all were looking at each other and we were like, oh, it's happening. Like, uh, it, he's, it, uh, he's not missing it. Like, th- this is just what it is. Yeah, when the time came. It's a you, very strange yeah. feeling. Well, it's just I mean, the, the confidence all of a sudden. Well, I mean, you know? we can could, we could say that now that it's over with because I'm telling you, in that final drive, when it was third and one and Dougie – Threw a pass and yeah. it was incomplete, yeah. and it was fourth and one. I was not feeling confidence no. about that. Absolutely, I was not. Really? I, was, I really well, no. I still was. With yeah. the third and one. How? With yeah. the third. How? Like, no yeah. doubt they're gonna make. No I, way I, you I, thought I, that. I know. Please, y'all are, I loved y'all are, when they came out in the full house. Yeah. I loved it. It was awesome. You're killing me, Smalls. Did you think they were gonna come all the way back no, just I, to I, lose I, at I, the end? Of course they were gonna. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, but this team has been doing this. Oh, I don't know. I know, but I'm saying that there was never there was pause when they had that. Stop and that exchange was messed up right before halftime, right, like Matt it. said. Mm-hmm. And the Jags got the ball back. I knew they would score and I knew they were still in this Listen, game. I was confident that when they got the ball back and they were driving for a field goal for the win, I was okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying long. to you, when it was no, not until then, yeah, I'm saying to you, when it was third and one and Dougie threw a pass and it was incomplete, it was fourth and one, and then they had that T formation, and I'm saying to myself, they bought the quarterback sneak, and they got 1,200 pounds of meat in the middle. I said, that is not a good place to quarterback sneak. We're going to – and then when he ran that formation out, it was outstanding execution because any penetration kills that play. Yeah. Right. If a defensive guy penetrates, a linebacker, or whatever, kills the absolute play, and ATN is tackled for a loss. That's why you got Trayvon out there blocking. I they understand. Gave no penetration I understand. I understand. And then to have ATN have the whereabouts – not to go out of bounds and stay in bounds and keep the clock running. I can guarantee you he told him. I was okay him, then. I can, look, I guarantee if it, somebody asked, you guys should ask him this, yeah. this week too. 
I guarantee Dougie said, look, you're going to go around the edge and no one's going to touch you. Mm-hmm. Stay in bounds. Yeah. I well, guarantee you. Yeah, everything's happening so fast, mm-hmm. but they probably – just the, the beautiful thing is that you want to pull it all together is that playbook, you didn't have that T formation or, or anything like that that you've seen, and it was the Waffle House part of the menu, okay? It's the scattered, <laughs> smothered, and covered that he's got that Waffle House play sheet, and then Trevor ends up hours later at the Waffle House. Well, did that you hear, did you hear too, together. where that play came from, that fourth and one mm-hmm. play call? Mm-hmm. So obviously they it's call- a Philly special, but it's really the Duval call. Yeah, but it, it wasn't courtesy of Doug. <laughs> Did you not see this? Uh, my, oh, yes. You're, you're yeah, it's go courtesy ahead. of like a 1940s football. Yeah. It's a no. full house backfield. Yeah, yeah, but did you see who came up with it? No. The one, the only, Jaguars offensive line coach Phil Rauscher. Mm-hmm. And Rauscher? So, yeah, so apparently uh, good, old, life, right? good old Mike Florio, mm-hmm. pro football talk, spoke with Doug Peterson yesterday. And Doug told Florio that Rousher came up with the idea where three backs stationed behind Trevor, fourth and 18 inches. While the Jags took the timeout, they changed it to the Rousher play. The Chargers obviously thought that Trevor would sneak it, and instead they took it took it to the edge. That's the Duval call right there instead you of the No, he told Rousher a statue. <laughs> you know yeah. he told him, no one's going to – you got to get down. Just get down. You're going to get the first down, just get down. Yeah, just the whole idea of, of just believing all the way till the end. All right, off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure. We're getting a bunch of them. You can still hit the pop-off line, 904-207-7071. Give us your best. Uh, but off the text line, uh, stayed till the end, and once the kick was good, rushed the stage, took the photo, and a cop working the game uh, took our picture. Uh, there was a possibility of leaving early, but something in us just couldn't let that happen. Go Jags. That's from Tommy in Neptune Beach. Another says, secured my tickets to Kansas City last night. Uh, another went to the game. First game since 2017 in shock the first half. Saw a few Jags fans leave. Never lost faith. Kept saying, not over till it's over. Charger fans started getting nervous later. Obviously, they came out on top. Uh, Bush Drive Rich calling it the River City runback indeed. Game was epic. Yeah, I like that one from uh, Bush Drive Rich. I really yeah. like that because yeah. I've, I've heard the River City rally, but I, the yeah. River City run back. Yeah, it's pretty that's good. That's interesting. Uh, what did you guys think of the two-point conversion? What was going through your mind? I was screaming kick the, kick the extra point. <laughs> yeah. I literally looked at Coach Campo. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, yeah. why is he doing this? And Coach Campo was like, nope, it's okay. Honestly, I was I'm saying great me. call because yeah. I didn't, momentum even is they, Yeah, even everything. if they didn't get it, I knew they'd get the yeah, ball momentum back. momentum is mm-hmm. everything uh, in those situations. Uh, all right, uh, another one. Colin Coward, where are you at? Duval off the text line. Uh, I had another. I had a blast reminding Chargers fans that, uh, that their last city didn't want them, and their new city doesn't like them. Uh, so there's plenty that are coming mm. in. Uh, you can keep it going. Six four one ten ten for sure. You ja- think of Jaguars currently when we look at the my bookie line mm-hmm. nine and a half nine and a half point underdogs eight and a half. I, ooh, hello. Let's let's give a that for that. JJ has mm-hmm. uh, the line just a little bit just. Happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt was getting a little excited yesterday thinking the Jags would host. There, like The Dolphins was, were right. winning in the second half. When the Dolphins were winning. I texted you guys and said, this, it's not out of the realm of the game. Both of those dogs played great games. Yeah, yeah the Ravens How about the Giants yes. for what it's well, worth, Well, I'm saying too. a six and seven yeah. uh, in, in the AFC. Yeah, they right. needed the Dolphins and the Ravens, and yeah. that – both those games easily could have happened. Yeah, Which I do want to clarify since I saw lots of folks asking me and being like, well, you reported it was going to be a Saturday night game again. All intense purposes from what my sources have told me, the Jags and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs were supposed to be Saturday night, mm-hmm. and then the Giants won. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, well, now we, we got to make that. Yeah, take advantage of that. It, so, it, it just it, it just it is what it is, folks. I'm, I'm sorry that yeah. 
you know, you're still not getting the respect you deserve, Duval. They, yeah. they still say little old Jacksonville. Well, if you, if you Hopefully two, not for long. Yeah, if you've got back-to-back primetime yeah. games, how are you not getting respect? Yeah, I mean, come on, and a, and a 4.30 slot? Uh, yeah. 4.30 is pretty good. I'm excited. I actually, like, we'll be yeah. home, or at least in the hotel, before 1 a.m. 4.30 is the perfect spot for drinking. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have, Jeez. like, a few hours of afternoon time pregame, and then you have hours afterwards. Well, on the eighth day, God made exactly. a 3.30 Saturday kick exactly. and a four, uh, you know, around 4 o'clock Sunday kick. This is the best. <laughs> All right, now living in Atlanta, I'm wearing my Jags There's jersey. There's no perfect time for him. It's yeah. any time for him. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's always a good time. Uh, Jags jersey uh, to physical therapy today. Uh, the therapist <laughs> is a Clemson grad, so that's up in Atlanta. Duval, they're fired up. Um, watching from St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, So many of them out there. We'll keep going uh, to the text line or to the pop-off line. Uh, Don't forget, you can dial it up, 904-207-7071. The lowest, describe it. The highest, describe it. I would like to pivot to the play of the offensive line, since we have our all-pro Leon Searcy with us, Mm -hmm. of course. And a conversation that we had both – in our group text here on XL Primetime, but also that I am seeing on the Twitter timeline as well, Leon, which is I have jokingly t- texted to the group and said, young Boselli Walker Little has arrived after Saturday's heart, game. My heart stopped when you said that. To which I will now tell you that Pro Football Focus has come out with all of its <laughs> metrics from that game. Okay. 39 pass blocking snaps, zero pressures allowed against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Oh, listen, Walker Little is a stud, especially these last couple of weeks. I mean, he's earned his keep. Uh, it's going to be very interesting if this Jaguars team makes a nice little run to Walker Little at left tackle because – and this is for next year or whatever, and when Cam Robinson gets healthy. Mm-hmm. I'll be very interested to see if Walker Little says, um, no, I'm not going to the right side. I'm better than Cam. I love that I, confidence. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying because he keeps stopping. Because why would he not want to go to the right side? Because the left tackles make more money. Right. Right tackles yeah. mean absolutely more money, and I'm seeing the same. Big... I'm seeing this same scenario like Orlando Brown when Staley got hurt with the Ravens. Orlando moved to told Orlando Brown go to left tackle. He went to left tackle, became an All Pro, went to the playoffs, and then the next year they said, "Okay, Staley says let's go back." He said, "No, I'm not going. Right. Back. Right. I'm not going back. Right. I, I feel good at left tackle. We make more money over here." So I'm just saying, Walker Little was playing. Hey, listen, and Khalil Mack is a stud. He neutralized Khalil Mack. Not too many people do that now. People will say, oh, well, you know, Khalil Mack's old. No, he may be a little older, but he still got him older. He gets after it. Yeah, and he got he to gets, the quarterback and early. Listen, off he the had other eight side. sacks this year. Yeah. yeah. He had On eight that sacks. Last drive? Oh, yeah. I mean, that Khalil Mack, he knocked and him what down. I'm seeing, and I'm telling you what I'm seeing different from Walker Little now than I saw earlier on this season. He's more settled in his sets, and he's getting his hands on people. And he's being physical with his hands. If you see a couple of those sets that he made on Khalil Mack, he is. Stunning Khalil Mack with his hands. And his, Not his with ceiling is way, oh, way, way high. Whereas Cam's is and, and listen, he's he, probably reached And it. he's going to keep getting confident. The more he goes up against premier rushers and neutralize them, right. the confidence is going to just keep peaking and peaking. And to be, fair, out. to be fair, he was also he also ran with Trevor to the Wallflower. So you got to give him stars. Oh, I was yeah. told, by the way, um, yeah, insider information, yeah. uh, the Waffle House choice, the menu choice of Walker Little. Chocolate chip waffles with bacon. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice. I appreciated that. Pretty good. That w- that's good. what I would probably get. Okay, that well, sounds like a like a regular, but chocolate chips are. That right. sounds like a that's a lineman. Sounds so, like he grew no, wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. This 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 uh, waffles? No, no. I ordered forty five no, of them. No pork chops. <laughs> After the heck yeah. No pork chops. No pork chops. Waffle, waffles and bacon. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I was told. Let me give you so a Waffle that's, House. See, just the fact that he met, the guy who grew up in Cali, just the fact that he's out there in Waffle oh. House running with Trev, it's pretty good. Well, there's not a lot of places open around here. Um, let me give you a Waffle House life hack when you get there. First thing you do, order a, a waffle or two for the table. Before yeah. you get anything, make sure they get that out there. Yeah. And Everybody you, will be happy. Then you got time to concentrate on the menu. Exactly. After that. So, you know what you're getting to begin with, that is a not good what hack. you're going to end like with. 39 dropbacks for Walker Little against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. 55 dropbacks total, zero pressures allowed. Well, listen, I think both tackles play well in the game. You know, of course, being a former lineman, I'm watching the offense line first and foremost, especially the tackles, because I thought that this game was going to be essential to how they protected Trevor with two outstanding premier rushers in Bosa and Khalil Mack. And I think combined, they may have given up one sack. About one sack. So and even then, I think BFF, I think that, that was them. I think that was interior. Yeah, yeah it might have been interior, but that I mean, one they, they played well to the interior, mm-hmm. and then the other one they and credited to Trevor, and they said Trevor stepped into it. Yeah, okay. Well, and then you got to take a hat off to Juwan Taylor because he got Bosa crazy in that game. Yeah, and it, it cost him. It cost him. It cost him absolutely. Because we were talking about this in the break. Joey Bosa's lid blew. And it looked like it lit, his lid blew on one play. No, it was the sum total oh, of yeah. plays. It 100%. was the cumulative effect. 100%. And, and Juwan Taylor has had, in, in, with that kick step that you know, Leon, is so important. It is. He it has is. timed it beautifully. He, he has with it. With Luke Fortner. And, and, and listen, I, I was a proponent of that too because I've always wanted to get to my spot. So I was always on the cusp of being offsides mm-hmm. with my sets. And, yeah. and Juwan's the same way. So, I mean, now he's going to understand this too now. Now that it's a point of reference, uh, KC game, I'm sure they're going to tell the rest, hey, listen, 75 yeah, is they'll be close. In there. Yeah, but he's, I'm he's telling you, they close. broke it down on NFL Network. He's, he's literally timing it perfectly. He is timing it because in this offensive lineman, you, you, when you're at home, you, 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 when you know it's on one or two or whatever, so you know that you, you can go a second before that snap count to get yourself there because by the time the ball is snapped, you're going to already be in motion. Right. So it's on, you're on here, the cusp. Here's whatever. another thing, too. Just a little pre-warn. Don't panic. There's going to be false starts in that game this weekend. Oh, it's, it's going to be silent. Be it's going to be loud. Right. It's going to so be loud. Don't panic. Yeah. Because offensive linemen, it's going to be silent count. So you're going right. to literally have to look in at the ball, or they might do tempo snaps. Well, tempo snap is where you're going to huddle, and the offensive line or the center says, okay, it's going to be on two. So on two. But it's going to be silent count, too. So it's going to be 1,001, 1,002 snap. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but they're going to mix it up, though. Or they might go quick. Or they may say, okay, it's on. It's on snap. So when you get down, then you know it's on snap. So they, they want to mix it up so that the defensive, defensive players don't time your count when you set. All right, you've heard of the walk of shame. <clears throat> I know you guys and gals all kind of look at me like, what, what? Yeah, you've heard of it. You know what the walk of shame is, don't Been lie. Uh, and so I'm guessing when some of them, if they are season ticket holders <laughs> and they come back to their seat next year, uh, that walk of shame will actually take place uh, many months and days later. But You're talking we, about the people who left early. Yeah, we do have it. We know, have on, people on the text yeah. line admitting that and they left early, by the way. Yeah, this one says, extremely step. disappointed we didn't stay. Uh, but after a full day of prepping, halftime being down 27-7, almost 10 p.m., we chose to leave. Never again with this team. However, we watched in the second half, uh, second half safe at home. Uh, I know for sure why my neighbors knew we were coming back with a win. Uh, you know, that, that walk of shame is going to take place sometime in September when they have to walk back and answer to leaving before that game was over. That's tough, but at least you're willing to admit it. Um, quickly, back to the Bosa blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I about believe that. that Doug said he wouldn't have gone for two unless – 
you know, obviously they were put at the one-yard line. So if you really think about it, that lost the Chargers the game. Correct. Well, that combined mm-hmm. with the fact that they challenged the Zay Jones catch, which I agree Dumb. was questionable, but then they lost the timeout there. That was actually one of the other moments that I was like, ooh, like the, the tide is shifting here. As soon as they lost that challenge, I looked at Coach Campo mm-hmm. and I went, they just lost the timeout. Yeah. And he goes, yep. Yeah, and it was uh, definitely a, a – uh, a risky challenge, that's for and sure. And earlier in the game, Doug didn't challenge a play. Yeah, which, you know, if they had had time because they ran that quick snap on that. That was definitely not a catch. It was not a catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. not a catch. Right. And, and another reason why you should be disappointed with Bose if you're with the Chargers is because he's a seasoned vet. You yeah, he lost know his that. cool. You can't be erratic and erratic in, in that kind of situation. All he had to do was this. If Jawan Taylor's jumping off a little bit outside and holding him, all he had to do was say, hey, Ralph, listen, 75 is moving a little early. Mm-hmm. And he's holding me when I come inside. Just keep keep a watch out for. It. Yeah. And then you give the ref a little tap on the you know the shoulder, butt, whatever, and keep it moving. Did, so now the ref is watching seventy five. Right. Right. Did you see the clip to or the picture too, Leon? Of apparently both pregame and at halftime, Joey Bosa walked over to the Jaguar fans in the end zone and held up an L oh, yeah. on mm. his forehead. Did he really? Yeah, that's low voltage is wow. what that stood for. That's what that stood for. Yeah, yeah. At what uh, point in the game was that? Just it was both pregame and then at <laughs> halftime, too. Wow. All right, now Brian from St. Aug. This is off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. My boys took me to the game for my 25th anniversary. My one son turned to me in the first quarter and said, sorry, Dad. At the end of the game, I turned to them and said, thank you for the best anniversary gift. Duval. We got plenty of those on the text line, that's for sure. Uh, you can hit the pop-off line, 904-207-7071. Just describe that low point, what you were thinking. Describe that high point, and just yell and raise hell if you want. Uh, give us a little Duval cheer if you want. We also appreciate everybody who is texting in and calling in, letting us know that they have booked their tickets to Kansas yeah. City. While today is certainly for Victory Monday and going back and reviewing the ga- game that was on Saturday, we, of course, will look ahead to the Jaguars and the Chiefs round two. I can tell you this, and speaking with some of the Jaguars in the locker room, I expected it, but they were unsolicited bringing it up. The fact that they left a lot of plays on the field when they played in mid-November. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go back to Whoa. the Christian Kirk drop. You go back to Cam Robinson 15 yards downfield that negated an Evan Ingram touchdown. You go back to – there were a lot of moments in that game, and that was a 1 o'clock kick. There was a lot of moments where you looked around and said, if this didn't happen and that didn't happen and that didn't happen, then maybe the Jags would have actually yeah, had was- a chance at winning that one. And moreover, we now know seven, eight weeks later – that it was after that game going into the bye week in which Doug Peterson said he had his crystal ball. He had ball. his crystal ball. And, and and I think the other half of that is, is like, you know, those are a lot of ifs, but the other half of it is that there were four tight ends to score against them too, and they weren't all Travis Kelsey. And so that's the other part of it. They have improved in that department. Not improved greatly, but they have improved, and they've been able to get to the passer more. They've been able to exotic it up a little bit more. Even though they're making things simpler on the defensive side, they are still taking more chances and putting guys in different positions to make plays. And you, you mentioned it earlier, Matt, Roy Robertson-Harris, you got to give him credit. Some it's, of the guys that have stepped up, if you go back over the last couple of weeks, go to Corey Peters a week ago, go to a handful of guys. Uh, Devin Lloyd made a couple of really nice plays defensively in this ball game, forcing them to that field goal the second time they went down there with the batted ball and a few other ones. I mean, we can go on, but by committee, there are guys making plays, and, and certainly does look different than what the, the product that was in Kansas that, City. They're covering so much better right now. Over the last second half, Darius is top five in, in pass defense. I'm telling you right now, I did they throw at Tyson Campbell? Uh, he had uh, there was one yeah. target, one catch, three yards. He it's That's unbelievable. They don't good. even throw at him now. Yeah, 
He's it, gone it, from a guy where a year and a half ago we were saying, did you really waste that 33rd pick on him to yeah. a guy who's maybe top five, seven core in the league? Yeah, and, and you know the ones that had me the most concerned were number five and number seven. And, and Everett, that second drive in the second half, okay, they, they forced him to punt. Then Jacksonville went on from the 11-yard line, I think it was the 11-yard line, uh, into the end zone. And then the next one, Everett ran. <laughs> it seemed like ran forever, and they were still able to stop them and hold them to a field goal. And so that tight end is, is still a problem, but they're at least coming up with enough he plays close to the goal. He threw 43 line. passes in that game. Yeah. And how many at, at Trevor at Tyson Campbell? One. One, one. one, one yeah. catch for three yards. Yeah, that honestly, that that's respect. That's what you're yeah. looking for from that position. And Darius, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure top five in passes defense. Yeah, so Darius, actually, the, the new stats, the updated stats, according to Pro Football Focus, are in. Since week 14, when he was moved to the outside, he has allowed an NFL passer rating of, excuse me, a passer rating of just 46.1. He has allowed nine catches on 20, 25 targets for 84 yards with zero touchdowns and zero interceptions allowed. The Jaguars are 6-0 in that Here, span. Here's another thing. That defense gave up 320 total yards. Yeah. Against 320 that team. total yards. Against yeah. that team. And that team only scored God, a field man. goal in the second half of a playoff game. Uh, here's another one. I'm up in Cincy. I want an AFC championship game here with the Jags. They don't scare me up here. Uh, Joey Burrow last night did not look Burrowish. He really didn't in the second half of that game. And, and the Baltimore Ravens, you do got to give them credit. They kept that bad boy interesting the entire way. They go down. Huntley is about to go in. And uh, who is it? Hilliard made the unbelievable play. Popped the, well, the line popped the ball out the scoop and score from 98 yards, that game was hanging in the balance all the way till the end. And so you look at these teams, Buffalo almost got knocked out. Cincy almost got knocked out. Jacksonville just KO'd one of the hotter offenses. And now Kansas City will remind people the number one seed last year was Tennessee, picked off divisional week. By Joe Burrow. Yeah, and the Bengals. by Cincinnati going into Nashville and knocking them off. How do you? And what seed were they? Let me ask you something <clears throat> real quick. Bengals would go ahead. Yeah. How do you win a game in the NFL playoffs when you have five turnovers and you're two of ten on third down? Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's funny. Gotta be never it's happened. Funny you so yeah, it's happened funny ever. you bring that up, Matt. So it's never happened before. But actually, some of the PR staff brought it up to me before I could even dive into it. They were two of eight on third down in the first half, zero of two in the second half. They just stayed out of third right. down. They stayed out of third down. Which right. is what Coach Campo has said for months now. Mm -hmm. That that is what this team needs to do and what they do best with Doug and Trevor. When that mm -hmm. offense is flowing, they are converting on first and second down. Yeah, because they were – And that's what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs do. They were 0 for 7 before they converted the next two of those three third down opportunities. <laughs> that's also pretty dang good, you know. Uh, it, it, it's just – there's so many things. They that went you, against everything that you know to be right and true in the NFL. Yeah. And they won that game. Yeah. And, and the, instead of the cardiac cats, it's been suggested comeback cats. And you, know, you can come up with any name you want. Uh, Duval they, Destiny, baby. Yeah, they, and right now it's a little Duval Destiny. It, ha it has to feel that way. All right, uh, pop-off line, 904-207-7071. How low were you? How high were you? Give us the moment. Give us the feel. All that. We'll keep it going to the 1 o'clock hour. It's XL Primetime. I want to know what was the moment you knew we were winning this game for me it was the spike after the two-point conversion just uh full of great moments didn't know what was going on there's a pick after pick after pick then all of a sudden boom we shot out of a cannon we were back baby best comeback ever 
Hey, that game went from pounding double Jamesons to what in the hell is going on to pounded Powerades to no voice and as ecstatic as I was since I was an eight-year-old at 96. When you just can't take it anymore or when you absolutely have to have your say, hit the pop-off line. 207 70 71 and let it fly. You know, when you think about it, that feeling that was just described on the pop off line, like an eight year old, that's pretty dang good. That is when you are carefree, not a warrior in the world. You ain't got to do anything but have fun. And that's how fun it was uh, for those. All right, I love it. Pop off line, you can keep them coming. 904 207 70 71. Uh, and uh, honestly, that low point, that high point, describe them all. Uh, we have had everything from Jameson to a case of Bush Light uh, consumed uh, over that time. Well, it's they- crazy because we started this thing as the pop-off because yeah. you're so pissed off, you just got to get oh, it out. Yeah, yeah. And now, like for the last six weeks, it's not a pop-off. It's line. nothing it's, but fun now. It's like a celebratory line. All right, now, uh, Tommy McBride, I love this guy. He tweeted out, or I'm going to tweet out, actually. He shot a picture to the text line. I told him I was going to steal it and put it on Twitter. But he shows the call sheet, because I always call it the Waffle House menu that Doug Peterson's got. So he photoshopped Doug with his call sheet and the Waffle House menu underneath it in honor of Trev and company going to the Waffle House. That looks pretty awesome. I agree with Marissa's Instagram story. They peaked. I would agree. If I was there, I would have posted the same thing. Although I don't think they've peaked because they've still got the Chiefs and potentially Bills and Bengals and a whole lot more to slay uh, if this playoff run is to continue. Yeah, and and anything anything can happen, okay? I I look to you. Anything can happen. Uh, What were the chances after a Morton Anderson missed field goal? Because I'll tell you, most people that do go back in Duval to the 1996 run, they said, okay, it was a great run. If it weren't for Morton Anderson, this team wouldn't even be in the postseason. And then what happened after that? Well, I mean, listen, it, it, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of people believing that we could get anything done. And at, at that particular point, uh, we were on our – we were on our prove it tour, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. We, you know, I, I used to call us the well, I called this the land of misfit dolls back then because we had a bunch of guys from different, different uh, teams that they didn't want anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, then we you sprinkle that in with uh, you know, some 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 um, uh, wily vets, and you sprinkle it in with some rookies, and we just we just went out there and played ball. We just on our prove it tour because it, there was a much expected from us at Buffalo, wasn't much expected from us in Denver. And next thing you know, we're in the AFC Championship game. One game away from rep- representing the AFC, and this team is, has got to look at it the, the same way. At three and seven, there's no one outside of Duval that they can sit here, and probably inside of Duval, are sitting here be telling you right now we'll be in the divisional round no. about two months later. Absolutely no. nobody. No. So I mean, they only approve it tour. I mean, they're 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 legit. They proved that they were legit. Twenty seven yes. down. That just doesn't happen. That's this is you know, and and I know what Mia was saying. She's exactly right. Where you never know, but I think when you say you never know, you start to minimize what they've done. Mm-hmm. I think they're a good team right now. Yeah. I don't think it's about well, you never know. They could win here. I think they can easily go in there. Well, they don't win. fear. I think they can easily go That's in the Buffalo. Key, and win. Yeah. They don't fear. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. They, I, I they, think that we're beyond the well. You never know with these fun no, little jacks. No, no, I think no, they're no. a good team right now. Well, no, they're they're a team they're a right team. now that KC needs to worry about. Everybody was, wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes and the, and the air raid and all the stuff that they're going to do and put together. No, you need to worry about what the hell yes. we're going to do because yes. mm-hmm. we're a pretty damn good football team right now. 
Yeah, they don't fear, and others should probably worry about them a little bit. So the one thing I'm seeing on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, and they have this question posed for you, Leon, courtesy of Captain Cole. Uh, he wants to know, as we're talking about all these great things that this team did in the comeback win in the second half, why can't they start faster both on offense and defense? The halftime adju- adjustments are fantastic. We know they can coach. Why isn't it there early on? I, I don't know. If I'm Doug Peterson, I'm, I'm asking myself, why is that? Mm-hmm. Why does this team prefer to go get behind and come back in games and make adjustments? I mean, just think about how how interesting it would be for us to be up. I would be up 10 or be up 14 or be up 21. Let's see how that happens. See if we can carry some weight if we're up by 10 to 14 points. They, I mean, and they've got to figure that out. Yeah, they were able to do that earlier they in the They did that year. against the Eagles. It didn't work out. Yeah, that was yeah, 14. Uh, 14 uh, up 14 to down 14. would have worked. He hits that deep ball, it would have worked. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's the Bob's hand, yeah. And, and so it can happen quick. But honestly, you mentioned Philadelphia, that game, that was one of the games that Trevor turned it over a ton. Uh, and, and this one, obviously, it happened again. And you're like, what? He and turned the, it over five times in that game, Yeah, right? including yeah. the mm-hmm. fumble. And, and this one was five times, including the Claybrooks. Uh, you know, off off the dome play that set him up, you know, point blank range again. And so, it, it, the the ability for all of them just to kind of stay calm in the moment. You'd love to have them have the lead, and who knows what they'll do game plan wise. This is Andy Reid, the guy that showed Doug Peterson the way, and so it's going to be teacher prodigy, you know, the whole deal. And we're going to find out who's going to be able to come out on top. It was great to see them kind of X and O one another before. Yeah, they had the game plan back then. Yeah. They could have won that yeah. game. Yeah. Thank you for inadvertently reminding me yeah. uh, that mm-hmm. our, our good friends who will be broadcasting the game on television for NBC actually mm-hmm. reached out to me this morning about mm-hmm. getting some sound about before that Week 10 meeting between the Jaguars and the Chiefs, yeah. what Doug had to say about going up against his old mentor. And I remember he said – you're not going to fool Andy. He's mm-hmm. going to be in his bag. You need to be in yours as well. And if you remember, how did that game start at Arrowhead? Week the 10. Onside kick, yeah. The onside kick. Yeah. So I would expect more trickery. We really didn't see outside of the fourth and one creative play call, which in case you missed it, we discussed that in the 12 o'clock hour today. Mm-hmm. Um, you really didn't see anything super wonky when it came well, to the play calls. You didn't see anything like the Titans double handoff that obviously went awry and it was a fumble by Trevor Lawrence and Jamal Agnew. Yeah. You didn't see any of that craziness. You know, the only thing that jumps as soon as you say it was going forward on what, fourth and seven when they had a field goal right at the 50 yard, about 50 yards. Wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Would not have done that. But I think at that moment he was feeling like, uh, and that was only a 7 nothing game at that point, but I feel like he was probably – willing to take risk. Uh, and so maybe, yeah, the the idea of keeping a few in your back pocket here and there, I always say Doug Peterson is the best self-scouter because he doesn't do the same thing over and over and over. And, and so maybe he does keep a couple of those things tucked away. Uh, and Andy Reid is going to know exactly what Doug Peterson probably has washing through his offensive brain. But it's just a matter of when to call it against what defense, when to do that thing at that time. And you know, mentioned the onside kick. You got to you got to have some stones to be able to pull those things off, and and he was able to do it. All right, so 207-7071, That's in the nine zero four. You definitely can let us know what you're thinking. Have your pop off. Just fire off a phone call. Let us know the low, the high, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, real quick, just a couple of other ones that we mentioned. The Ravens fought like hell. They did. They really did. Without Lamar. Against Joe Burrow, we mentioned it right before the end of the first hour that that was a kind of, it wasn't Burrow quality football, particularly in the second half of that game. But they ended up winning it. Josh Allen 
as dynamic as that guy is, do you get the feeling he might cost himself, his team, a game because of some of the stuff that he's doing? You know, Trevor turned it over a bunch but still was able to make plays. So that's not unlike what Allen went through up there in Buffalo. He's borderline reckless. He kind of. He's borderline. But but, but – that's how he's won so many games by taking those kind of chances. You don't want to strip and that you, away you from can't, him. You can't tell him to, not to play like that now it's playoff time. That's yeah. just who he is. I mean, he's their jump start for the run game. He's going to run the ball. He's going to pile. He's going to jump. He's going to hurdle, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If the Jaguars play the Bills, if they win this weekend, yeah. they play them in the AFC Championship game, him versus Trevor – yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not trying to encourage either side to have turnovers. Well, obviously, I'll encourage the Bills to, but I mean, how many like chances are going to be taken if that matchup comes to pass? You're going to see it against mm. Mahomes if it's Mahomes and Allen. We saw it last year in the divisional round in what was an epic, considered one of the greatest playoff games of all time. Because the reason that that game came down to the wire, scoring with 12 seconds left, scoring with 40 seconds left, like all of that was because. There, there was just turnovers and crazy and bad defense well, on both was, sides yeah, of the ball. It really was. And then you go out to San Francisco, and, and Brock Purdy, he's getting it done. He Pretty really good. He really is. And there were moments now. Denny Thompson's guy. Yeah, well, there were moments Sorry, where Seattle had, had a hold of him, okay? And then they and then they ended up obviously breaking through and, and got it going. They ended up running away from Seattle in that game. But that was one you're sitting there going, okay, at some point that clock's going to run out. And, yeah. and, and yet – they had a convincing win. All right, so any of those other thoughts on any of those other postseason games, you can definitely jump in. Hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. But more than anything else, we just want you to pop off when it comes to what happened here Saturday night. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know we are very preoccupied by the Jacksonville Jaguars these days uh, for all the good reasons, mm-hmm. but basketball is going on. College basketball, that is. And Colin Castleton named the SEC Player of the Week. Don't look now, folks. The Florida Gators have won three in a row. Yeah. That included a win over number 20 Missouri on Saturday. Now they head to Texas A&M hoping for revenge after that loss a few weeks ago at the O-Dome, then at Mississippi State, then home against South Carolina. Those are three winnable games. Yeah, if they can take care of business against A&M on the road, I think they can get those other two. And the win over Mike White. That was also a big deal. And at LSU, the, yeah, Al- yeah, the yeah. Alex Fudge at, yeah. revenge game was also a huge yeah. win. At the Will Wadeless uh, LSU Tigers. And then, and then, and I do want to put this on everyone's yeah. radar, January 28th, mm-hmm. SEC Big 12 Challenge. Mm-hmm. Do you know where the Gators go? I'm guessing they Kansas, go out. They go to Kansas State yeah. to face Keontae Johnson. Yeah, yeah, and that's old Long Kruger territory as Saucy. well. Saucy. Yeah. Uh, it would be yeah, it would be nice uh, uh, to see Keontae play at a high level and, you know, Gators uh, – be able to come out on top, but that guy for him to have a second chance at his career, really, really cool. And they're looking, I mean, they're a top 15 team in the country mm-hmm. right now, oh, Kansas yeah. State. Yeah. Keontae's averaging double figures, huge. All right, pop off 207 70 71 a Monday after you saw the most glorious comeback. Well, really, in the history of the Jags, and in large part, in one of the historic moments of NFL postseason history. <laughs> Earlier this year, during the five-game losing streak, somebody said NFL stands for not for Lawrence. After Saturday night's game, NFL stands for never forget Lawrence. It's time to pop off. Call 207-7071 anytime and pop off. Look how far we've come, pop offline. NFL, not 
for Lawrence. How that, that far was very we fun. have come in just a few months' time. Here ah! Little old Duval you know, Winning County. is the cure-all, is yep. not. Certainly is. Certainly seems that way. Again, XL Primetime on a uh, Monday. Wow. Forgetting what day of the week it is. These Saturday games, they just really they throw you for a loop here, but it is a victory Monday at that. Um, when Trevor did have those four picks, were you thinking like, dang, I really hope this doesn't affect him going into next year? No. You didn't? Okay. I was like, dang, the media is going to be on him all offseason. Yeah, I just kept thinking they can score. They Because the one thing that I have, like I, I tweeted this out, second half scoring, Jacksonville's among the top ten right. in second half scoring. Especially so they, drive. Yeah, so they've had an ability to jump back into games. And then also you take a look at what the Chargers give up in the second half of games. You know, those two at least paired up to where you thought you had a chance. Now, did I think they were going to come back and win this game? No, I did not. I, I, I'll, I'll just admit that. I don't have any problem admitting that because of just how stunned uh, I was, they were, and everything. But I knew they were had a chance to claw their way back into this. What about your guy, Maurice Jones-Drew, making the call on, on uh, NFL Network at 9.37 p.m.? Mm-hmm. He said at 9.37 p.m., he said that the Chargers will let the Jaguars back in the game in no the doubt. second half, and the Jaguars will win with a game-winning field goal. That's, did that break? Did that break? No, did that break the awesome. streak? Am, am I out of the ring of hell too? You're out of the ring of hell. Yes. Me, me and MJD are out of the ring of hell. Thank God. Well, I just love the fact that he said it and believed it, and 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 he knows a lot about the Chargers. Uh, being in LA, see both both of those teams play working on, on some of those broadcasts, so he he 100 knows. But you're talking about a football team that now has the tools to come back, and that's the thing more than anything else. <laughs> is that you have Ingram making plays for you, Kurt, Zay, on and on and on, uh, not just Trevor. I, I, you know, I, I love their capabilities of coming back, but in, in the playoffs, that's a slippery slope, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know oh, how, yeah. I don't know how many uh, Steph Curry jump shots you're going to be able to make in the playoffs if you keep lowering the sleep and in the second half having to come back. you you got to use some of that energy in the yeah. first half. And by the way, I don't disagree with you, but my whole yeah. point earlier was they're a good team. Mm-hmm. I, I just yeah. think I just think they struggle for whatever reason last but, last but week. listen Chiefs last week. aren't going to score just three team. points. No, I know that, but I'm saying they're a good team. Like this isn't well, going to be like their mo. But, but here's the thing: you're a good team, but at the strike of twelve, Cinderella mm-hmm. becomes no, a pumpkin. That. No, I know that, but okay, I, I, right. that's what I'm saying. I yeah. don't want to minimize what I think they are by saying this is like some Cinderella run, and yeah. you know, you never know. Like right. to me, when you hear somebody say you never know. You're you're saying this team shouldn't be there, and but I think they're good enough to I, be there. I, I, to, I totally agree with you, but th- this team is good enough not to go down twenty seven. Agree, agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we've seen them in fist fights. We we've seen them up. We've seen them down yeah. and come back. But but this team is good enough. Like, I'm saying this about this this upcoming week. This team is good enough to go toe to toe with Kansas City if oh, they don't yeah. make mistakes. They don't turn over the ball, and then they're not self inflicting wounds. Yeah, and there's a, a a little slash and bash with this football team. They can get physical. With you, they have been able to make some of those plays on the defensive side I'm talking about. They're not necessarily the most physical offensively, but they can score. And let's not forget, Kansas City has gone through a few of these, you know, fell asleep in the first half type of games sure. where they've let other teams get up on them and then they've come roaring back. And it definitely has happened. You got you to gotta think that that game plan will be a lot of risk-taking, some big and bold types of decisions, but they also have to get to Mahomes, and that is never, ever, ever easy. 
So let's pivot real back before we say goodbye to Leon yeah. to some of the other games from over the weekend. Because this was just brought to my attention. I completely missed it this morning as we were getting set for all of 1010XL's coverage for the Jaguars and the Chiefs upcoming this weekend. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Ravens running back, mm-hmm. after the game last night, he said, quote, if we'd had Lamar, we would have won two with regards to the game last night. Today, he says that he believes his words were not represented correctly. He said he was asked if he thought they would have won if Lamar Jackson played, and he answered, yeah, we would have won if Lamar played two. He added that Snoop Huntley played a hell of a game. Yeah, he said if, if Lamar played two, meaning he's just trying to uh, back out of that. Battle. Well, I mean, listen, they don't have, listen, that Ravens team doesn't have a one option. It got Edwards. Everybody else is – I don't see anybody else making plays. I mean, Huntley was doing the same thing that Lamar does. He's looking to find somebody open and then finds Edwards half the time. And if he does, Edwards is not there, he's having to run the ball. And I mean, was, that was the same scenario we saw last it night. It was an RRO, honestly. Yeah. It wasn't a run-pass option. It was a run-run option. Uh, and it was either go left, go right. And, and mm-hmm. Snoop did engineer a few of those that were pretty darn good. And between Dobbins and, and, and Edwards and any of the other guys. Uh, by the way, uh, when, when I don't care who's back there, Huntley or Lamar, if Andrews can get open, which he does a dang good job of getting open, he is, he falls into that category of an indefensible guy. He is very, very he tough. Does, but to they have no one else for. on the outside. You just yeah. bracket him and it's up. Yeah. They're over. They're right. done. But if you've seen, if you watched the plays that he made last night to keep them in it, there weren't any other guys making right. plays in that receiving game. And so now you know, hey, that's the only guy that we got to account for, and they still couldn't handle him. And Cincinnati almost busted last night, just like Buffalo almost busted uh, earlier in the day. Uh, Joe Burrow's got offensive line issues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then another Which, one goes down way, with injury seriously, last night. Yeah, it was he's just, seriously it was just announced that Jonah Williams, the left tackle who suffered the injury, yeah, he his knee, dislocated it? kneecap. They're going to have an MRI today to determine if it actually caused damage and what the timetable would be. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not going to pick on the guy, but I'm, I'm not sure he's a viable option at left tackle. Oh, mm-hmm. Jackson Carmen, uh, who was Trevor's yeah. left tackle at Clemson for what it's worth. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jonah Jono gave up 13 sacks this year. I know he let in a fail in sacks. I don't know if that's a bad thing. I mean, well. I feel for him that he's hurt, but I'm not sure that's a bad thing that he's Yeah, out. down the stretch, it was like the third fewest sacks that they had given up. They they were doing a better job. Yeah. Right? yeah and then yeah, they right. got then you know another injury uh, comes up and gets them. And and that's the tough part because Baltimore was creating enough pressure and, and Burrow just became indecisive. He really did. Uh and Jamar Chase one time kind of threw his hands up in the air like, Bro, I'm right here. <laughs> How could you not see me? That's you know, something in your so, face all the time. You come indecisive quickly. Yeah. And so you, you get in the divisional round and what was the line now? It's moved down to eight and a half. Eight and a half. And so most people are thinking, you know, this is a, a comfortable, it might be bet up to a double digit Kansas City number when, when one point? Yeah. In one, not even one day, that's big. Yeah, it, it it's so funny how how much it can move early, and then it just kind of flattens out, and then the sharps wait till the end. Boom, they pounce on it. You know, whatever leading up to game time. By the so, way, the we'll bills the bills are four and a half point favorites over the Bengals in the other AFC divisional game, and the Twitter timeline is already now questioning why the Bills get home field advantage in the divisional round mm-hmm. against the Bengals after not playing that game a few weeks ago. Yeah, they had. Um, I thought I still thought it was the better record because they had locked up the higher seed. Uh, I think that's what it was. That's how they ultimately decided it. And if it does come down to Bills Chiefs, we know now that the league voted on it and they've chosen Atlanta's uh, the dome to to take that game to if it ends up being that way. Uh, but yeah, the Bengals need to look a lot better. 
They need to look a lot better the than Jags they did. Jags can really bail out Roger Goodell. Yeah, by true. beating the Chiefs and just being the team that's going to be hosted. It's the truth, and you know what? We we will do that for the rest for of, Raj, of the NFL world. The Jags yeah. are willing to do that <laughs> uh, for us and them. We will help them in any way possible. All right, Leon. Before you leave, mm. so the lowest point, just to kind of t- remind everybody, we were asking all of them to hit the pop off line. Your lowest, your highest. Uh, so uh, hit us with that one more time when you thought. The Saint, the Saint in the cards. When was it? What was the lowest? The lowest part was when um, the the ball hit off the uh, off Claybrooks. Off Claybrooks head. I was like, man, I I wasn't. I didn't say it was a wrap. Yeah, but I was like, bro, come on now, really. <laughs> After that happened, there was a uh, a certain other producer here, Dylan Denmark, who texted me. Yeah, how bad is that? <laughs> oh, how good? That's, how bad? That's good. He's working with it. That's good. And then the now, highest. The highest point was when um, that fourth and one. Uh, when when the eighteen went around oh, the corner, it was over. It was over. Yeah, yeah. I, I I knew we had in the bag. I wouldn't even worry about a touchdown field goal. I just we, we the fact that he made that fourth and one play because he scared me. I, I was not a Dougie Fresh friend at third and one when he mm-hmm. threw that pass. And you trusted friend. Riley Patterson. Yeah, I I, yeah. I did. So I did, did Trevor? By the way, did you see the video and then what he later said? No. He so everyone was like telling Trevor like, come over here, come stand with us, like come pray with us. And he went, no, I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna be the one closest to Riley. I'm going to sit by myself on one knee and he's going to make it. And then I'm going to sprint onto the field. Yeah. And everyone like looked at him and they were like, all right. And so the best part of the <laughs> celebration is you see Trevor running around like Sprinting. Jim. Val- he's like Jim Valvano. Just yeah, like, you couldn't find anybody. Right. He couldn't right, find right, anybody. Right, he's right, just right, running right. around by himself because to your point, Leon, mm-hmm. he said, he's like, he's making the kick. And they, well, everyone's going to say that. Yeah. But yeah. But, but when you saw the kick, it went middle first ooh, and then it started then floating right. right. I'm like, what? <laughs> What is this, Dicker bro? The kickers did that as well. Yes. It started in the middle and then went way left. It was super windy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. That yeah. yeah, that's why Dicker the kickers kicked. All of a sudden, yeah, it looked exactly. like it was perfect. And then went, yeah, off that river. Oh. By the way, the best, as cold as it was. The best celebration of the day was not Trevor. It was captured, I believe, by Mia O'Brien mm-hmm. in the oh, tunnel. Oh, Balky and Trent and Balky with eyes possessed. You know, face giving Doug a hug was the greatest moment of my Saturday Doug was night. Squeezing no, the air even, out of him. Wait a minute, even before yeah. the hug, it, it was, was a limited Saturday night. What about what yeah, about the two hand shove that he gave Doug? Yeah. He gave him a shove first, then he hugged him. Yeah. Yeah. Like a nice little punch. Huh? Like, up oh, on him, huh? yeah, well, that's punch. the real reason I get to travel to these away games. It's so that I can for capture Trent. moments like this. I'll leave yeah. that to coach. It was a good one. Thank you, Lloyd. Yeah, it was a good one, that's for sure. All right, Big Surge, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right, you got it. All right, keep it rolling. That all the Duval feel that you got out there. We're talking we are one, uh, and you'll see more Jaguar teal this week maybe than you saw last week because more and more of them will be coming to the party as they get ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. They run the ball with ETN, tries to get the corner. He does, 35, 30. 25, he is going to get wrestled to the ground at the 15-yard line. What a play call. It looked like the old T formation, and they handed it to ETN. He got it to the 16-yard line. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Jaguars win 31-30. How good was that, Frank? Thank you, Frank Frangie, the voice of your Jacksonville Jaguars. I do want to alert my good friends uh, who use the great service, courtesy of my other good friends at MyBookie, that the line opened at 9.5 yesterday when it was announced it would be Chiefs and Jaguars. But according to Brad from the Beaches, boys, 
The line was already at eight and a half by five thirty a.m. this morning because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I saw it at nine and a half last night before I went to bed, and that was you know like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. So um, that's a pretty quick move for a full point. Yeah, I think those, and we call them sharps, we call them wise guys, and generally speaking, they like to get it early or right up to run up, meaning right up to kickoff. And so that's when they want to try, they may even play both sides based on where that line goes. Uh, but our, our buddy Jimmy Shapiro, he's always given us these you know, line moves and what Vegas does, and it's the amount of actual bets wagered and then the amount of money and what side the public's on and all that kind of stuff to give you an idea. But, yeah, that means someone just came – swooping in and said, let's grab those nine and a half points. But just as an illustration, because it can happen, you can come up with a plus or a minus in, in this, in, you know, with this argument. Georgia opened up as a 13 and a half. It was quickly moved to 12 and a half. What was the result? They scored all the points, but one touchdown. Okay. They walloped TCU. They took the horn out of the frog. And so it can, it, it, there's no way to know. Kansas City's been pretty good uh, at covering a lot of numbers, but here of late, we'll go back and look at some of them and see how many wins. Obviously, they're the number one seed, but then how many against the spread wins do they have, and we'll find out. Uh, And, you know, you're trying to figure out what it's going to take for that next one, and you're still probably soaking up everything that did happen uh, Saturday night, which you should. Uh, You know, we'll we'll spend tomorrow talking a lot about this and where this one ranks in terms of the overall – big moments in this Jaguars franchise history. Uh, It ranks up there. And I don't know that you're ever going to be able to duplicate the come-from-behind win, a 27-point trail to the winner's circle, to hold that other team to three points. It was funny. On the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, one of our nooners said, I was at FSU UF in 94 for the choke and doke. Didn't leave that game early, and I will never, ever leave a game at halftime. And so that one – Similar on a college football landscape, very similar. You did not think it possible. You had it in the bag, 31-3. to We all know what happened. Now, that was a tie, which Gator fans, most of them acknowledge, was a loss. Right. Uh, But in this case, it was 31-30. But it also brings into question, did the Jaguars win this game? Did the Chargers lose this game? I think it's a combination of the two. I always go both, too. Right. I think it's a combination, but I I think it's – more, but it's more so a Jaguars win and capitalizing on miscues by the by the Chargers as opposed to Brandon Staley well, going into complete prevent defense because they weren't in prevent defense. They just didn't run the ball. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Well, now now you got two two things that you could talk about. Let's make this the ten ten take because it is funny how you kind of look at it from one side or the other. Now Joe sees ten ten take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmasters since 68. I'll just begin by saying our barbecue kicks Kansas City's barbecue's ass, okay? So let's just start out with that. So you got yeah, I got some Valley Smoke leftovers right yeah. now, by the way. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all of our, our good friends. And so, but you've got uh, Saturday afternoon, 4.30 kick, Sonny's Barbecue. Make sure you pick some up as you get ready for that ball game so you can get ready for something fun uh, with a little sunny, slow-smoked barbecue. But let's take two things, okay? Did the Chargers lose that game? Did the Jags win that game? Well, let me pair it up with whenever you go to the watering hole and you get your cold one and you're talking about, you know, which was which. Did Tennessee lose the division? Did Jacksonville win the division? It's the exact same thing. One team went on a massive win streak. The other one (laughs) went on a massive losing streak. And so that's how it has to happen is that Tennessee went down. Jacksonville peaked. They take the AFC South for just the second time in the AFC South's history. They are division champions. And then the same thing happened in this ballgame. 
One team peaked early. The other team peaked at the perfect time and came back and won it. So I'm going to say Jacksonville won the division by winning all those games, and they won this game 100%. by coming from from behind. That is the 10-10 take. All you can do is what you all you can control is what you control. And they yeah. did that week after week after week. So we were talking about high point, low point. Low point, I think, was wasn't even the. The punt off the helmet was just <laughs> stupid, ridiculous. That was so funny. Yeah, so that wasn't even a low point. Because at that point, you're just like, you got to be kidding me. The fourth interception, I was like, okay, because that was a bad There were people tweeting, like, pick. we got to be rooting for a fifth, right? And it's like, no, we don't want the full Peterman. Please. That's a, that was a bad Sorry, pick, Nate. and that was a, that was a okay, what's he seeing? Because mm-hmm. the first two, I think, you could, you could give in on. Because you got a double tip, and you got just blatant pass interference that wasn't called. Yeah. Third one, bad throw. He got caught in that. He got caught in that zone where, they, where he he saw a man. They really played zone. The fourth, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is not good." Right, right. So that was probably low point. High point, honestly, was the last drive. the The first and ten run from him, where he got nine, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, "It's the first time he's ran all game." Exactly. Okay? The same thing. That's number one. Number two. Now all of a sudden, it's in their heads that he's going to run. So now the coverage is going to start to loosen a little. And if you look at the next three throws. Those guys were wide open. Mm-hmm. Not wide open. They, were, they had two or three steps of separation on all those throws because the idea of him running now was in their head. Yeah. So as and, soon as he ran, I was thinking, they're winning this game, yeah. man. Yeah, and I don't know if I, I – I totally agree with what you're saying. I don't know if I got that, that, that exact feeling because, you know, that, it did change, though, because what were they doing? They were squatting on every route. Everything. They didn't fear anything. You even heard Tony Dungy with some analysis, you know, that that they do not believe these guys can run by them, and they feel that confident. And They're and, desperate for Calvin Reed, by, yeah. by the way. Desperate. Yeah, that type of guy, you know, the lid lifter. Yeah. The guy that absolutely takes more than one guy with him, okay? It brings the safety over. It takes the cornerback with him. It opens up areas of the field, and that's how – Tight ends and other receivers yeah, underneath it make a the secondary living. To choose. Yes, yeah, make yes, a living. Of course. But the one thing that you're 100 percent on is that when you have that quarterback, that you Same add type of thing. add that layer to it, that that yeah. quarterback can take off and run, and you, you're going to give him room to go pick up eight, nine, ten yards. Oh hell yeah! Then it's then it is on because they were playing a lot of man under stuff. So yeah. he there's no one to account for him. Yeah. So once he runs for that nine yards, I'm thinking he's just going to do it again. Right. And of course they're thinking that. And we so, of use... course, they got to change their play calling at that yeah. point. So, we're, we are going to get into the locker room coming up in the 2 o'clock hour right here on XL Primetime, and we'll hear from Zay Jones. Zay was asked about the touchdown mm-hmm. from Trevor, which apparently Trevor changed the play at the 11th hour, and even then it was kind of improvised. So, you'll mm-hmm. hear that coming up at the 2 o'clock hour. But I know you were talking, I heard in the hallway, Matt, with Frank Frangi, that may have been his throw, his best throw of the season, the touchdown throw to Zay, to, to yeah, Zay just, Jones. Just a small, I mean – just the whole call at the line, the, I mean, to, to me, that is a guy who, and you've heard me say this all the time, JoJo, mm-hmm. and you know this, is I asked Spurrier years ago, what's, the, what's his number one thing about a quarterback? He said, I want, I want a guy that can walk to the line of scrimmage and say we're in the wrong play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get us into the right play. It's, it's uh, and that's software hardware. Yes, it's just so important. So he goes up there, sees they're in the wrong play, makes the change, sets the protection, gets enough time, He's squared with his shoulders. He's set with his feet, and he just throws a perfect ball to a guy who was literally wide open. Yeah, yeah. Wide open because of the play he called. That's mm-hmm. where you're like, wow, this dude gets it. Yeah. This and, dude is real. And just the fact that they were able to get past defenders that 
were getting away with a lot in the first half of this game shows you that that belief that stick to us and, and subtle changes in the offense too. So off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, double eight oh two, because I know we have some interviews and guests we're going to be hearing from in the two o'clock hour. I do want to make sure we touch on this Twitter piece of Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, as double eight oh two says. Calvin Ridley rooting for the Jags on Twitter is so awesome. We are a new franchise. That's number one. And I think he, you know, he's not legally allowed to say a lot, but he he says enough on Twitter that you can tell he's excited. We have not discussed, and I saw plenty of our the elephant in the room. Yes, the elephant in the room. <laughs> plenty of our nooners asking about it. Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. he who must not be named, gets on the Twitter machine like he so often does and starts tweeting on Saturday. Some of the tweets have since been deleted. I wonder why. I but think he wants back, actually. He, I do, too. And I heard a report last Wednesday, a report last Wednesday about DeAndre Hopkins and Jalen Ramsey went to dinner last week, which I'm told if you watch Hard Knocks, that should mm-hmm. be no surprise to you because DeAndre Hopkins loves dinner. And Hop said to him, hey, I, I'm, I'm thinking Jacksonville. And Jalen said, oh, I love Jacksonville. Yeah, they don't love you back, bro. The cons still love me. Yeah. So yeah. here, here are some what, of the. What tweets. do you mean they don't love you back, bro? Well, you wouldn't uh, take him back. Uh, no, I'm just saying they don't love you back right now. Right, but okay, uh, if he, love, com- he comes yeah. back and he's a, and he's the best right. corner in the league. They'll love him. Yeah, if, if but he, is he still the best corner in the league? Is the question mark? Yeah, and a lot would have to happen I for that to happen. Thirty-two is closing fast. And man. that's my question you know? is well, so I uh, in my actually you know second MJD reference of the hour, um, MJ talking to MJD last year since he calls the Raven the Ra- Ravens the Rams games for ESPN Radio out there in LA. He was explaining to me that they have this plan for a second contract for Jalen in LA, in L.A. where he would transition from outside corner to safety. Do the Jags really need a safety? Well, you, you I mean, have they, to, they need a nickel. Yeah. yeah it, it, look, if you're talking about anything like that, it's long term. Okay? Right. It's also you better take a big pay and, cut. And, and, and Jalen, you know, depending on what he would do, would he be a Cisco? Would he be a Rayshon? Because he is a physical big guy. And I – I just I think that's like so far ahead. Down the road, right? To, yeah, to try and figure out whether. But just the simple fact, the way I'm treating this is that suck it, Jalen, is how I'm treating it. Okay, <laughs> suck it. Those who and, stay will become champions. Yeah, and, and you, right. you, yeah now you're on that's the outside the looking in. You are O L I. You're sitting down there in LA. I was thinking about that about some uh, certain beat writers without saying any names yeah. uh, sitting the, there on the, the press The tweet. Yeah. The tweet was, yeah. "I still love Jacksonville with all my heart." To be honest, yeah, that's that's butt kissing. Is he what didn't that delete is. the tweets that say, "Them Jags are on the ish right now." Mm-hmm. Sheesh, Jacksonville's mm-hmm. so lit. That's amazing. And then Ryan Clark tweeted. A second-year quarterback throws four interceptions in the first half, no pouting, no quitting, just balling in the second, straight cooking at an elite level. Trevor Lawrence, brother, you did that. Jalen quote tweets it. Fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. So you can try and warm yourself back up. And, oh, he Duval, did tw- but he Duval did, ain't warming up to you. He did also tweet, they going to da- be dangerous, I think. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, uh, hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Open arms or hell no? Uh, which one would you I'm say? I'm sure it's hell no. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure Right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a course. lot would have to happen. But there's nothing like, you know what this is? This is uh, Jalen's version of uh, all the other teams rooting SEC, SEC. Right, but you know? all I'm saying is once you get to the point now where you're no longer this laughing stock, yeah. where you're going, to, you're going to next season and the season after that mm-hmm. and the season after that, where everybody's going to be saying they're a legit Super Bowl right. contender. And he's his, his career is winding down. Yeah. And if he can still be a guy of impact for, I don't know, $6 million a year. Right. Why wouldn't well, you yeah, you, you would certainly consider it yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But you know what this is? 
This is an absolute. This is a suck it from Jacksonville. Well, yeah, but this is also a case study in what we're all saying here together is that there was a time when this team was so bad that the Players Association sent a letter recommending free agents not to even consider Jacksonville. Okay, one out of four complaints from the PA. Or now oh, you've got one of the top five receivers in the league talking about coming. Talking here. about coming here, and the other guy saying, "Hey, I like that place too. Maybe I could come back as well." That's how different it is right now compared to what it was. That is major when you think about it. Thirty-seven sixty-seven. I see you as well on the text line. Our boy J Rob was it was heartwarming to see. Mm-hmm. He, he, his mom, his girlfriend, they were yeah. all posting videos of him watching. The Jags even retweeted it. That's good. Just, Look, he's yeah. a classy dude. That, that's that's and that's a t- like if he tries if there's some way you bring him back. Mm-hmm. If there's some way on on yeah, you unfortunately know, he doesn't have that. Deal, yeah, that skill set. That's different. I think this fan base welcomes him back with open arms. Jalen Ramsey is the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. All right, two oh seven seventy seventy one right here in the nine oh four. You want to hit the pop off line? Tell us what you were feeling, what you were experiencing, what you were thinking. You can do all that. What do you? Oh, our, our girl Jay Paw, mm-hmm. Jay Paw, yeah. of of uh, of Twitter acclaim was mm-hmm. on was part of our ten ten production in the preseason as well. Uh, already got her tattoo. It was always the Jags. It was. She's already got it. She's got the. Oh, it was always the Jags tattoo. Uh, do we have any updates for? Well, for we the got Nooners? a beautiful mock up for one that we might uh, Leon might be having uh, real soon, and I, I think I think he likes it a lot. Uh, that's for sure. So yeah, we got to get that happening. update. We that's believe happening it's happening this week, right? Uh, we're, I. I there's a lot that, like, health restrictions have definitely educated us as far as what is allowable and what is not. I love how everyone says, do it now. <laughs> it's XL Primetime. Now. Yeah. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. We're pretty fired up here in Duval. Jags win over the Chargers. Low voltage situation for those losers. Uh, but now down in Daytona, they are going to be lit for the Rolex 24, the 61st running of it before they get ready for speed weeks and the big cars coming out. Let's welcome in Frank Keller, track president of Daytona International Speedway. Frank, welcome in. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, 61 cars entered for the 61st running of the Rolex 24. That's got to be pretty cool. Let's go. We're, uh, I think we had over 70 sign up to ask to race, and we had to narrow it down to 61. So pit road is going to be a bit hectic for 24 hours on race day, and we, uh, we're really excited about it. What's going on, Frank? Uh, I think this is the first time I've actually gotten to talk to you on radio, having talked to you on TV. Hope you're uh, having a happy new year so far. Walk the folks at home through exactly what is the Rolex 24, who may not be as familiar with the 24-hour style of racing. So if you're not familiar with the style of racing, but you find yourself interested in exotic cars, world-class drivers, and nonstop racing and action all in a festival style feel uh the world center of racing is where you need to be january 26th through the 29th as the rolex 24 this will be the 61st running we have five classes of cars from porsches to lamborghinis to the uh the gtp class Uh, it is high energy excitement um all dipped in a very festival style thematic we've got ferris wheels uh, we've got live concert stage with music going on. Um, we have an opportunity for fans to meet over 200 drivers and get autographs on Friday. So there's just a, a huge motorsports festival taking place here at the World Center of Racing. 
Frank, and that's I think that's one thing people uh, probably need to understand more is that it's more of an infield thing. Now there are people in the stands watching this thing, but it's definitely an infield event, right? I mean, there's there's a lot going on in the infield during those 24 hours. That's right. Our infield, every single RV spot, camping spot is sold out, and it's been sold out for months. So that's inside the infield as well as the perimeter of the racetrack property. So everything from a Coleman tent to a luxury Prevost test, uh, Prevost RV, uh, we have something for everyone. It is a multi-day festival. Again, if you're into racing, if you're into cars, this is the place to be. We're speaking with Frank Kelleher, the president of Daytona International Speedway. Obviously, the Rolex 24 is rolling into our purview here on the calendar, Frank. But we can't forget that about one month from right now, we will be talking about the granddaddy of them all, the Daytona 500. So uh, give us an update as far as ticket sales go and how we're looking for the 500. But also, I'd be curious to get your take on the big news in racing last week of Kevin Harvick's impending final season as a full-time driver. You're right, Mia. There is so much going on here um, to, to change gears and think about Speed Week, Advent Health Speed Weeks, and the 2023 season. You know, first and foremost, 2023 uh, marks the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. So this whole racing season, it's really going to be paying tribute to our past, honoring where we're at, as well as looking forward to the future. And who knows what the next 75 years are, are going to hold for NASCAR Specific here to the World Center of Racing, February 19th, we'll be dropping the green flag on the 65th running of the Daytona 500. From a ticket sales standpoint, uh, we are in an awesome spot. If you're interested in coming out, this isn't a sales pitch. It is just the facts. Please give us a call, 1-800-PIT-SHOP. Check us out, DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com, as the Daytona 500 as we did last year, will sell out way in advance of the green flag. Uh, there still are uh, many great seats available. If the 500 sells out and you don't have a ticket, come check us out Thursday night for the Blue-Green Vacation Duel, which I think is going to be a really exciting race as Jimmy Johnson is signed up to race and he's got to race his way in. Over the weekend, Travis Pastrana announced that he's trying to race his way in. I can't leak it, but there's going to be a few other really big names in the motorsports world that are going to try to show up, qualify on Wednesday, and then have to race their way in on Thursday. So tons of drama there. Uh, and, yeah, Harvick, uh, he's proven he knows how to lead at Daytona, how to win at Daytona. Um, you know, sad in one breath that his, his season is going to end at the end of 2023. He's accomplished a ton. There's no doubt we're still going to see him in the sport. But you know Harvick is going to show up, uh, you know, looking to run his last Daytona 500 and park it in victory lane. So I'm confident he's going to put on a great show. And a lot of his career was in a Bud or a Bush car, and I'm a fan of that, that's for sure. All right, Frank, so <laughs> DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com, 1-800-PIT-SHOP. You've got the Rolex 24 coming up, 28th, 29th. Uh, make sure that if you are into that unbelievable uh, scene, make sure you get your tickets, and then obviously get ready for Speed Weeks, and I'm sure we'll be talking again before that. We appreciate it very much, Frank. Have a good one down there. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks, right. Frank. Frank Keller. Bye. Daytona International Speedway president, and definitely check out DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com for all the details. When you got Travis Pastrana, who's just an unbelievable talent uh, coming into the NASCAR world, it'd be, it would be kind of cool if he's able yeah, to Yeah, I appreciate it, that. And and really pushing that Thursday night event that I know mm -hmm. diehard racing fans, I'm sure we've got some nooners out there that are into the 
racing scene. I know we do, actually. Um, the Thursday event, too, is a little bit more, you can move around a little bit better because it's not the wall-to-wall of the 500, although there's nothing quite like no. the 500. The if you've never been, like, it, it is a bucket list item, yeah. like, so being in that infield. If you've, never, if you've never been in the Rolex, like, I covered it oh, a bunch of times for this newspaper. It's yeah. they let you get up close to the cars, and it's a fan base and a, a product that's completely different. Yeah, and there have been more crossover. 180 degrees different. Yeah, NASCAR drivers have come over, formed teams, done a lot of different right. things. Uh, Dale Jr., a handful of other guys, Jimmy Johnson, as he just mentioned, they have they they were interested in the sport over say the last five years or so. They've come in and done some cool things. Yeah, the the, the access is unreal. It's yeah. unreal in the 24 hours. It's yeah. not you can't get any access during speed weeks uh, yeah. uh, when the Cup cars get there. Yeah, but. 24 is phenomenal. Yeah. Mia, you okay? Yeah. A little right. too much water there. That was yeah. violent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just like speed weeks. All right. So let's let's set up the locker room, some of the reaction from these players, some of the stuff that came out, that raw emotion in the locker room. A number of guys, we will hear from them coming up here in just a second as we get ready to keep celebrating this win. How big was it Saturday night? Where were you at? What were you feeling? You can hit the pop-off line, 207-7071, if you want to jump in, and that way you can hear yourself on air. By the way, speaking of the text line, I can uh, also I wanted to make sure you all know I'm alive. Don't mm. worry, I am able to speak again. Mm. Um, it, it they appear, were worried it, appear, it appears the nose have it when it comes to Jalen Ramsey yeah. making a return to Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, I, Right, right. Overwhelmingly. Now, yeah, yeah. Don't try and piggyback this, pal. Okay, you ain't part of this. You ain't with us. All that. Okay, you're on the other side. All right, you got that big L, just like Joey Bosa took back to L.A. No. Dropping this time. Trevor looking. Fires deep downfield. Got a man wide open. They go into the end zone. Touchdown, Jaguars. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Frange man on the call. Second touchdown of Saturday night for Trevor Lawrence and friends. Or was that the third? I, I lost I lost track because third. That, is, that is what went down at the bank on Saturday. Just an offensive explosion. I actually just saw for the first time. Did you see Jim Rome's tweets? He tweeted uh, at halftime, Duval, that was the worst half of playoff football I've ever seen. And then after the game, he tweeted, Duval, that was the best (laughs) half of playoff football I've ever seen. Some quick news and notes before we head into the locker room, boys. Um, Beginning with, I've seen lots of folks on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. I have people texting me asking as far as Jaguar fan meetups in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Is there a block of tickets for Jaguar fans? All I can tell you is to, if you are part of Bold City Brigade, you want to sit with those guys. Yeah. Our boy Cap, at Bold City Cap on Twitter, is posting different threads with regards to what they are looking to do. Good. Um, but they are still finalizing a lot of that. So yeah. I would uh, say keep tabs on that. You also happening in a hurry. Right, exactly. Same with, um, we will have something on Friday, courtesy of 1010XL and the Jaguars. I don't know officially what type of pep rally that will be, what time, but we will keep you posted on that as well. And my final news and note... I just got a text. Mm-hmm. The weather forecast just shifted a little bit mm-hmm. for Kansas City on Saturday afternoon. In a favorable direction. Uh, looking like we may get a little bit of snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I've, I've seen some folks saying. I don't love that. It, well, no, but here's the thing. If that is the case, while, yes, Isaiah Pacheo has kind of, you know, if he played for any other team but the Chiefs, I'm not sure the Rutgers seventh-round rookie is doing anything. But you would think run game favors the Jags, does it not? Well, both of these teams are capable of doing anything, honestly, I think. They both can uh, – again, Paco, I call him, 
Uh, don't discount that dude. Uh, that dude is some kind of good. And, and him and ETN probably have a lot of the same qualities, uh, ETN faster. Uh, but both of them are extremely capable of busting open uh, defenses. And so you have now here a full complement of weapons. You've got legit four weapons that can that – can, because if you just go through the scoring, okay, Ingram, Marvin, Zay, just go down the line. They can all hurt you, Kirk, uh, and, and so on. And so the same thing on that side of the ball. They've been able to you know, bring a couple of guys up post-Tyree Kill. All right, let's head to the locker room. Uh, here from Zay Jones, who just had that big play, was on the receiving end of that Trevor touchdown uh, in the comeback. This one was was unique. I mean, I don't I don't know if it made history or what the stats are, but I embraced Press because he put so much time in. He deals with me. He has to deal with me, and I'm not easy to deal with. I mean, constant hours, drawing up plays, going over stuff with Doug, watching film, cut up after cut up after cut up, trying to put us in the best position and, like, I'm happy for our coaches who put in those hours. Nick Williams shared his story with us last night, one of the guys on our staff who, you know, he's kind of been an underdog his entire life, and he shared that. He was vulnerable with us. Like, it's not just the players, it's the coaches, it's the trainers, it's the weight room staff, it's medical, it's it's the chefs, it's the it's everybody. Custodial, it's everybody, man. Like, this is truly a, a blessing to be a part of. Sean said that the Jags are like the cockroaches. They can't kill you guys until the zeros are on the clock. Sean said that? Sounds like Sean. What's your, what's your assessment of how you guys keep pulling this off? I got to give credit to where credit's due, and I think it starts from top down. I mean, Doug preaches it. Doug said we didn't come this far just to come this far. Uh, he has a plan. He has a, a, a mission. I think everyone that you can see is bought in. And I give the credit to him, man, and the people around me. Christian, I mean, amazing catches. Evan, dog, Marvin consistently does it. Travis at the end, O-lineman, people stepping up. Defense played a hell of a game. So I got to give credit to this team, credit to the resiliency, credit to Doug. Playoffs are where like, guys make their, their name for themselves, maybe where legends are born. So what came out of this game with you guys? You're right. I mean, playoffs is the time where everyone's watching, and anybody can play a game at 1 o'clock, but can you play it on prime time in an adverse situation down 27-0 in your own home stadium when it seems very, very bleak? And, you know, people are frustrated and maybe giving up all hope. What type of character do you have as a man to withstand that? That's what me and Christian talked about on the bench is, like, this is time to show, show everyone who we have on this roster. And we demonstrated that, and I'm humbled and I'm grateful. That, to my knowledge, if I'm not wrong, that was all Trevor. There was an original play called. Trevor looked to us on the side. He canceled that play. He called another play, got us in position. So from my vantage point, that was all Trevor. I, I don't think that call came from anybody else but him. He made that happen, and then... For me, it was just go time. Put my head down and run and go get it. Have you ever heard of a team being minus five in the turnover margin and winning a game? No. I mean, statistics show that you lose if that happens. So we're just defying all odds right now, I guess. Logan said to me last Last week that the Jags keep finding ways to jag. I think in previous years, (laughs) there's a negative connotation to that. Now it's positive. What is your assessment? I mean, we are who we are. And... It's a, it's a new team. 
it's a new chapter for, for this franchise and for this city, and we're continuing to write it. Um, the work is not done yet. We still have some ways to go, but we're going to enjoy this because we deserve to enjoy it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, why not, dude? Uh, we always talk about, let's talk about the next game. Let's look to the next game. Can they win? Can they? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. This is you know the, the old 24-hour rule. This is a soaker now. This was Saturday night. Soak it up. It can carry into Monday. We know that those guys got to get about their business um, for another game, another big ball game, this time in the divisional round. But they now that they got on that Saturday schedule, it's working. Uh, my dad's a little late to the party because he hangs out on MSN.com. <clears throat> he doesn't uh... – he hasn't discovered ESPN.com or FoxSports.com yet, so he just sent me the uh, the tweet about, did you know that Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday in yeah. his life? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, in fact, I did, Dad. Uh, I was one of the first people who saw that tweet before mm-hmm. I said, I'm not tweeting it because I don't want Jags fans coming for me and saying it was a jinx. You could send it to your friends at ESPN. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yes, that is still a fact. And uh, it, it is interesting, though, that the Jaguars do continue. I know part of it is because they had that Saturday night de facto AFC South championship game, and they were upset. Coach Campo, I know, especially was upset yeah. the fact that they had to play that game on short rest, essentially, because they had played the Sunday before. Working now. But now you're in the Saturday rotation. I mean, if you win, you got to go to Sunday for the AFC championship game, but I don't think anybody would be complaining no. about that. No, no. This would be the only thing that, you know, honestly, they have now fallen three straight Saturdays. Uh, no one else is necessarily getting an extra day's rest. Uh, and that all that all is good uh, because they're not going up against you know they 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 will take it the way it's fallen now going forward that's for sure. By the way, uh, the anti bring Jalen back crowd oh they they continue oh they yeah. continue to text on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. It's uh, our town now. Our friend Todd in <laughs> Todd in New York says that Jalen deserves the Tommy treatment and Goodfellas. Um, <laughs> so that's that's where we're at, folks. If you start calling him as Fredo, you know. That wouldn't be good. So we would, like, invite him in. Yes, we'd yeah. invite him so back. So he would be happy yeah. to come back. All of a sudden he walks in. And it's an empty him. room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's beautiful. Uh, meanwhile, one of our uh, former fearless leaders right here in the city of Jacksonville, this was his tweet. Uh, Some teams' quarterbacks get suspended for sexual misconduct a conduct with massage therapists. Some get arrested for DUIs and drugs. Some pitch immature fits. And our quarterback just wins games. And goes to the Waffle House after the game. Love it. Go Jacksonville Jags. That is from a former mayor uh, who was pretty jacked up about this. And by sure. the way, a, a great national anthem performance by one of Duval's own again. Derek Trucks, Susan Tedeschi, uh, Tedeschi Trucks Band. And yeah, you you wanna you wanna get as much out of Duval as you possibly can. And between our man Paul Wayne and of course Derek Trucks, who I, I said before, a diehard Jaguar fan. And Susan is. Uh, I'm sure through Derek as much or more now, but yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to. Thirty-seven, thirty-five says that. if Paul Wayne had been out there shredding the national anthem, yeah. Jags would have started out the game with a twenty-seven nothing lead instead. <laughs> it's XL Prime Time. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good. 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game and move on! How good is that? This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
JJ loves the Tony clapping. I, I was just glad that Tony Baselli showed emotion. Most emotion I think we've heard. He's been, uh, you know, on that uh, IG reel, you know, not showing necessarily all because he was just kind of frozen in the moment a couple times before. And, you know, this one, uh, this one was uh, all the way back. And so that's why they probably were all fired up. Meanwhile, French with a call, Baselli and Logs. I'm going to give you the Amazon call right now. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here it is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the Amazon call. Yeah. I'm not kidding. And then he said, yeah, here's oh, there's a flag down. Flag. And like, and then, oh, it's against the Chargers. And still, crickets. And then, Until Dungy said, wow, incredible. Yeah, unbelievable. There was like, uh, you, uh, if you want to talk about two guys, okay, with great reputations, legends, and, and all that stuff, but that was... They were mummies. It was both a paint, of them. Paint, paint dry type of broadcast. Oh, Dungy's and, always been sort of monotone. Yeah, he Al has. Al Michaels has just been phoning it in this year. Yeah, and I like the fact that Tony did say some things in the beginning and it was at least trying to give you as much analysis as possible. But look, the bar's higher now. It's Collingsworth, it's Romo, it's you know, all these guys uh that have a lot to say and, and you learn a lot from them. And and yeah, he is measured. But Al Michaels, that was a million dollar broadcast people that he came in and did. He like a million dollars he mailed for that it crap. in, man. He literally mailed it in yeah. for a mill. Yeah. Someone did a montage. I saw it floating around Twitter. I'll have enough to find it and have JJ play it for you guys. Even on the touchdown plays, it was just like, meh. All right, there's a there's a touchdown to yeah. Zay Jones. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. And I, I just feel like if you're talking about a guy that, you know, Hall of Famer, come in, give me that feel, give me that atmosphere. Mike Tarico would have given you that atmosphere. Uh, you heard some of his his calls. I mean, especially because he's in the state. He's in the state of Florida, so he's he's probably not getting taxed California, right? Yeah, I have no idea. I just know it's a million Florida. dollar broadcast, like we were talking. Oh, about. All right, I so do have the final. He's going to get an extra. Oh, here we go. Here's the final call. Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Here we go. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field. But there's a kind of what happens. You crazy kids. You have a 27-point comeback. Now, that's kind of what happens. They run on the and field. They call it on the defense. He Thank sounds you. disappointed that they called it on the defense. By the way, <laughs> it's, like, it's like he's doing like a local Pop Warner game. Yeah. Wait, the parents are on the field. Yeah, are they calling the defense? <laughs> it's I I I don't know. Uh, you know, like, I'm not I'm not expecting a ton from any of the announced guys, and obviously the hometown play-by-play guy is going to be a little more animated. But yeah, a little energy, a little life. Like I said, uh, I got. I got a lot of respect for Al Michaels, but that was no "Do you believe in miracles?" Uh, coming out of his mouth. It wasn't like it wasn't. Are you kidding? I mean, I found it, JJ. I'm gonna send it to you. Embarrassing. Anything, man. Like, apparently, so Ian Eagle. Uh, um, me had played Ian Eagles. Mm-hmm. He was doing it for Westwood, Westwood One. One. Yep. Shout and out he's to not, shout, out to, shout out to the bird. Right. He's not a fan of like the Jags or a fan of the Chargers. It was a great call. Yeah. It's just he he literally because that's couldn't the care moment. less being there because that's the moment. Yeah. And that's that. The moment deserves that. Yes. You want to talk about something historical? They came back from twenty-seven, nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And their quarterback threw four picks in the first half. You got to be kidding me. It was a little too past his bedtime. I, plus, I think the Thursday night football just ruined him. You know, he's just used to subpar play. Yeah, and can you imagine? Somebody in this office said he might have had, you know, a little something on the game. Oh, okay. Well, well hey, listen, just, well, if nothing else, it was the, just, the L.A. media market. It was funny. One of those uh, social media pieces that uh, Al Michaels deserves credit for doing all those Amazon games because uh, – and they, they gave credit to him as a quote, which you know Al Michaels did not have this quote. But, you know, those Thursday night games on Amazon was like trying to sell a 20-year-old Mazda, you know, at, at tip-top <laughs> price. And basically, you know, just kind of having fun. But – 
they did have a lot of lousy games, and he might have been lulled to sleep on a lot of those games. This one was not a lull to sleep game, okay? It was not. It was no, beat wait, down, wait. comeback beat down. You want to hear they, his, when, uh, So when they came out in the third quarter and they three and out, and then they scored, right then he should have said, okay, this is a game. We got something. Yeah. yeah. So, All right, here's a little yeah. montage. Let me know when you want to stop. It's two minutes. Okay. On first down, ETN, and finally something to cheer about. Fourth down, short two. Lawrence fires, and they do convert in the pocket. Fires, and that'll be caught for the touchdown. <laughs> Set up a screen, but a little too errant. And Lawrence fires, and that'll be caught. 175 million on the free agents as Lawrence throws. Caught first down with the Rams last year. Second and five, that's caught. Breaking the tackle, picking up a first down and a lot more before he is foul. dragged down. Yeah, I know. Flip it out into the flat. First down. Lawrence looking under pressure. Throws wide open, making the catch. All right. Let's end on a high note right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Let's just end on a high note. Uh, we don't need anything else. Right that was there. at least excitable. Finally, something to cheer for. Like, yeah. Listen, in the moment, we were all thinking it. But at the same time, Al, yeah. my guy. Well, Ian Eagle definitely had a good call, and Jason McCourty uh, was with him, and so hoping to get Jason on, which would be cool, but not as good as the French call. Yeah, you know well, who probably yeah, doesn't yeah. care about team. any of this. You know, like Twitter people talking crap to him is Al Michaels. He has so much money. Yeah, he's probably like good. Right? What does he care? He's day trading right now. He can care less. <laughs> he did note if you heard off the top of the broadcast, or maybe it was like the first quarter, he started talking about, yeah, you know, there's a lot of elite golf courses down here in Northeast Florida, and I'm like, oh, he's already thinking about he tomorrow. He probably already played. Two, he's already two got or a three. he's got a tee time tomorrow morning at eight. That's why he's like sounding like he's ready for bed right yeah. now. <laughs> He could get a little ornery now if that game doesn't go the right way, uh, but it did, okay? You were witness to history, bro. You should have been paying attention, a little more attention uh, to what was going down. All right, so we'll get Ian Eagle's call up in just a little. Well, how about we end the show with that one? Yeah, we can yeah. end the show with the Yeah, with we the can bird. end the show with that one, uh, and then we'll get the uh, the play-by-play man uh, from right here in Duval uh, to come in and relive it with us uh, a little as well. Uh, but through it all, through it all, you knew that you had a winner in the end, and you can keep wearing teal. You can keep thinking about what's next. You can keep uh, looking forward to that next game. Uh, there were two buddies that celebrated birthdays over the last couple of days, uh, Double D, you know, legendary Caddyshack, and, and then Captain Norm, who, you know, I mean, the guy's, you know, a legend. And both of oh, their – captain. Both of their – he's a captain of all things. Both of their birthdays, generally speaking, come after the Jaguar season are over. And they both got to celebrate Jaguar wins for their birthday, and they haven't had that luxury in a long time. Get used to it. You want to hear a horror story about thinking the Jag season would be over by now? Go for it. Certain guy who hosts a certain flying show on this network has a son who has a wedding Saturday that he's, what do you call it? Like the officiant. Officiating at four o'clock. Wow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That means High Flying's going to have to get that stoner in there for him uh, maybe to take care of things. His family members were telling me about this earlier, and and they were saying, is there any – like, how does that happen? 
Like, how does it happen that they had to get the 430 game? Yeah, it's under the heading of what are the odds? You're going to be standing up at the altar with uh, the iPhone out and YouTube <laughs> yeah. TV. No judgment. I've done it before. Just move the wedding. Speaking of, they're not. Is it that easy to <laughs> move, move a venue? A, just move it. No, move, move it an hour time. earlier. Yeah, move it to three. Yeah, I, I, I do I do love Matt's solutions for everything sure as long as he doesn't easy. have to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> but but how I'm about. I'm just throwing out ideas for yeah, everybody. That's yeah. all. I'm an I, idea guy. I, I do think, yeah. I do, I do love the guy, though, that was such a loser. With so much money in his back pocket that he said, "I'm going to bet 1.4 <gasps> million to win 11,000." This 000. guy deserves okay? to be arrested. He deserves to lose that one. If you didn't hear it, this guy has so much stinking money. The Chargers were up 27 nothing. He says, "I'm laying down. I've got all the money in the world, at least as far as I know. 1.4 million to win a measly 11,000." He did not win it. And his one point four million went the other how way. Do you, is that like a bank transfer? How do you even bet that? Because the odds were so. No, no, I mean, how does how do you bet? You have to be somebody money. who's yeah. legit done right. it plenty of times. Before. Yeah, it's got to be like a bank transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I would think. Oh, yeah, they need to see that that money is yeah. coming. But someone took those odds because he was he wanted to be entertained. Can we 11, end? 000. Can we end with this? This was just brought to my attention. The Chargers social media account hasn't tweeted since the end. <laughs> Of Saturday's game, That's I'm going to run through low some voltage. Of their, I totally get. I'm going to run through some of their t- uh, tweets for you. So uh, after Asante Samuel Jr.'s third pick, they have the video of that. Then they have shout out special teams, our ball. Thank you, Dicker, the kicker, the field goal. So now they go up to 27 nothing. Uh, then they show a video of Justin Herbert really hyped up. Injury update: Jamari Salyer, DeAndre Carter, questionable return. Then they have the halftime score, just a graphic, no caption. Then they have first player in NFL history with three interceptions in an NFL postseason debut. Sante Samuel, nice little montage. Then they have 50-yarder for Dicker the kicker. That made it 30, what was 20. that, 30 to 20. Then they have injury update, Michael Davis is questionable. Then they just it, put up the graphic that right. says 30-20, and then they just have final, 31-30. Yep, that's because Duval unplugged their chargers, and they were I did, actually. Done. Did you see I tweeted it? I legit was charging my phone in the first half. I'm sorry, Duval. It's on me. Yeah. I wish I was kidding. It's XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet. Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Frank Frangie joins us now. Frangie show getting ready to roll. Uh, one for the ages. Yeah. One for the ages. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was someone. Wasn't it? It was yeah. someone. It was any. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm horse still. I'm yeah. Still, oh, I don't doubt it. I was it. horse yesterday. Don't go Al so. Michaels on us right now. No. Well, come I'll say in here and just too, come in with Frank, a little. I'll say this too. Myself and Dan Hicken and yourself as well. Yeah, we're in yeah. a meeting mm-hmm. with our general manager Steve Griffin, and Steve looks at Dan and he goes, "What's wrong?" And he goes, "I'm tired." Like, yeah. we had a long weekend. He's like, "Why are you tired?" Yes. I was like, "Because my my body clock is yeah. so off the chain mm-hmm. right now. Not getting home till 3 a.m. Yeah. every Saturday now." Yeah, and, and I'm I, washed up. It's fine. Well, well, I I got home before that, but mm-hmm. I couldn't go to sleep. Right? Were you guys wired? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was wired. I mean, yeah. I couldn't go to sleep. I mean, I, I was like, I was, I was walking around. So Suzanne is in the bedroom. With the dog, and, I don't, and she's a light sleeper, so I don't want to wake her and up. And the AM radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's got a radio, <laughs> so I didn't want to go in and wake her up. So I'm just like, I don't want to go in the bed. If I walk in the bedroom, I'm gonna wake her up. Yeah. So I'm walking around, can't go in the bedroom. I'm, I'm wired for two hours. You know, I'm, I'm when I had a had a couple beers at the stadium, might have had a few more at home. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Just, you know, that's how I. That's how I took Once I put the car keys away, I might have had you weren't home. Yeah. And what a night! What a what a night for Jackson! What a night for our city! What a night for these these awesome fans! It's so funny, Frank, because uh, the if you look at Trevor's face, just his face, yeah. four picks, same look. 
four scores, same look. That guy is yeah. as measured as, well, and that's the kind of guy you need to to get back in well, that situation. Well, that was really the key to the win. The key to the win was, look, we're all human. If you, Joe, you know this. If a guy, if a guy shoots, if a guy shoots forty on the front, mm-hmm. on the tour, the hard thing is not being too rattled to play the back. Yeah, you know, got to go shoot thirty on yeah, the back. Correct, yeah, and yeah. and I'm telling you, he was so calm. He never, he never, never buckled. It didn't break him. He's 23 years old. Yeah, I mean, he he turned 23 two months ago. So I, uh, but what what a win for the. I, I'm telling you, I, I, and 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 I know you guys feel this too. Everywhere you go, mm-hmm. if you go into Publix, if you go to put gas in your car, if you're people are talking about the Jags, they're oh, talking yeah. to each other, they're wearing Jags gear. You overhear someone say, "Yeah, I stayed for the whole game. I thought about leaving." You know, they're just talking to each other. You know, and I mean, isn't it cool? Oh, the, not teal, talking, the deal is real right yeah, now. It feels good. Yeah, they're not talking about something on Netflix. No, they're not no. talking about their kids' soccer game. They're talking about man, I was at the game. Man, they're not talking see? about the draft. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. well they're not correct, but mm-hmm. they're talking about they're just talking about being at the game. I mean, that's the social talk. You know, is and it's there so cool. Was, uh, I don't remember all the things, but uh, the Jaguars today yeah. gave away a pair of tickets because, you know, you gave away a pair of tickets right, right. with the drawing at the pep rally. Anyway, there were a couple uh, giveaways that we had. Anyway, military veteran yeah. with his wife on their anniversary got to go to that Isn't game. that awesome? And, you know, just stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it you was, know, just and we had uh, we did run into Danny the fireman, mm-hmm. came all the way from Qatar. Yeah. Oh, wow. Last yeah, game he yeah. came for was the That's Buffalo right. Bills wild card just game. Just awesome. So, yeah. hey, 24-hour flight, and he flew back 24 hours yesterday. Did he Special really? Wow. But, but it's awesome. So we're excited about it. We'll talk about that. Hayes has a bunch of interviews that he got right after the game. Uh, we may get to something else, but I think it's pretty much Jaguars. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty and much and it's pretty much Jaguars Chargers today. There'll be some Jaguars Chiefs today. Mm-hmm. Got to be, right? But uh, but there, there's some Jaguars Chargers today. We'll talk. I will say, we'll say one thing: um, the Chiefs are the best team in football. They're at home. They're had a couple weeks off. They're a nine or ten point favorite, whatever it is. But I'd be careful on the Chiefs. Why I'm not? just telling you, it's it's it's. We, we I'm said just earlier, saying. I'm just. I know I'm a homer, yeah. but I'm just telling you. What we said earlier is that this team now strikes fear, and they don't worry about you know yeah, getting the pants beat yeah. off them. They can believe. They can but, believe. But, but I would. If I was a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't just assume. I'm telling you. I just No, I was saying earlier, people are saying, well, you never know. And I'm thinking, hey, you're minimizing I mean, what they've done. Yes, you never know yes, it means it's yes. like a miracle. It's not Correct. they're a good team. They're, they're, I mean, if you judge a team by who they are today, six wins in a row and seven out of nine. I mean, if you judge them by who they are today, even yeah. their defense, you go pull their defensive metrics over the last five, six weeks. Yeah. One of the best five defenses in the league. So I'll, I'll, we're going to have all that coming up in just a bit. All right. Thanks, Frank. You know, undefeated since December is not easy to do. No. It is not easy to do, and that's what this team has done. All right, so we are out. Uh, YouTube channel, still plenty there that you can get with all the interviews. Yep, we got plenty of interviews up on our YouTube channel. Of course, plenty of content on our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and a whole lot more, including that video of Trent Balky embracing Doug Peterson for the first time after that game. So trust me, it's worth the 25 seconds or whatever it takes to log on to one of those various social media channels and take a look. But I actually uh, just found something very special that we should end today's The, the, the Spanish radio call? The Spanish radio call, the rumor is they hit a certain a certain note that okay. a, lot right. of, so, a lot of our nooners are going to really appreciate. All right, so here we go. We got that. Uh, Joe C., M.O.B., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Surge, and J.J. Enjoy it. Keep enjoying it. Keep enjoying it. Aquí está el juego. Aquí está la historia. Y está dentro. Está dentro. Patterson, let's see. 